Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. Special week, special, special week, but we start off with a special day. That special day is Monday. That's right. For the 100th time on a special Monday. Sometimes we went Tuesday. Sometimes we went during the day on Monday. We started out doing it on Sunday. If you have been following along with us that long. I kind of forgot about that. But that's right. It's the BBP Bearcat Bounce Podcast presented by Danco Transmission and Out of Care. And you know what? I'm going to have to say it again. Because, guys, it is game week. Arkansas is on the schedule this Saturday. Aaron, you and I will be heading on down to Fayetteville. And one of the other guests who's currently in the uh, in the group right now, we'll have, to, we'll have to get his thoughts on things. But without further ado, I'm going to have to bring in our guys, Mr. Aaron Smith, Mr. Chad Brendel. Gentlemen, for the 100th time, how are we? I'm ready for game week. Yeah? Ready for game week. Okay. Finally. It is, it is game week. I, I'm saying I've, I've been. This has been. I think a long he meant time game coming. day. He meant he's ready for game. Oh, okay. The week's here, so yeah, you're excited. Now you're ready yeah. for game day. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair. Chad, how are we? I'm I'm great. If I was any better, I'd be twins. Oh man, heard that one before. Wow. And we've got a special guest down here in the oppo corner of Mr. Aaron Smith, and that is none other than Danco Joe. Mr. Danco Joe, how are we? Fellas, what's up? It's a great day to be a Bearcat fan right here on the Bearcat Journal, Bearcat Bounce Podcast, baby. That's what we like to hear. And you know what, Danco Joe? This is when I normally say my little blurb about uh, Danco Transmission, and I I, I tell people to head there and get this, get that. But I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to hand it off to, to the source itself, to the Danco Goat. Joe, take it away. Right on. Well, we're offering a special, special promotion uh, through the month of September, all the way from now until the end of September, in honor of our 100th uh, broadcast here. Uh, we are offering $100 off any service, uh, any maintenance, anything you do here at Danco, whether it be tires, whether it be a transmission flush, an oil change, uh, any kind of maintenance or service over $200, uh, you're going to get a $100 discount. All you got to do is come in. Say you're a Bearcat uh, Journal member, uh, show us your credentials, and you got to say, iron sharpens iron, baby. Bring it there on. There we go. Iron sharpens iron. And, and, you know, Joe, a lot of people are going to be making that trip down to Fayetteville via car. You understand that, right? So uh, that uh, that deal might be coming in handy when they when they make it back, the trek all the way back. That's right. Get that. You can get that car service before you go. So there's even a few days before you go. You better plan early. You better plan now. Bring it on down, or after you get back, we can service her up, too. Right on. Right on. Well, this is the 100th show. Uh, Chad and Aaron have been working behind the scenes, getting things locked and loaded. So, you know what? We're going to have surprises left and right throughout the show today. I'm looking forward to it. But, uh, guys. Should should we let the people in on the fun, Aaron? That's surprises, not some prizes. Let's make sure that that is clear. Surprises, not some prizes. Well, speak for yourself. Maybe we'll have some prizes available as well. I, I don't have any prizes. We, we we just gave the prize of Joe offering a hundred dollars off any service of two hundred dollars or more at Danco Transmission. So well, there's, there's I did almost prizes. I did almost forget you. You are mentioning prizes. A great segue. 
we are offering some prizes. Okay. So we have some BCJ swag. Swag. Uh, shirt. We're going to do a couple hats. So all you got to do is come down for any service. Again, mention us. Mention the Bear, Bearcat Journal. Mention one of you guys. Say you saw Dan Kojo. And uh, we'll hook you right up. And we are going to uh, have a drawing once a week for some awesome BCJ swag. For some prizes. Absolutely. Wow. Some prizes. <laughs> so we got <laughs> surprises and some prizes. Wow. Surprise. Some prize. But we should yeah. give away that painting on Brent's wall. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> give away the Van Gogh on the wall. <laughs> it's actually a Papa Picasso. Uh, Picasso. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, either way, you might be able to get this. Or, or we can play like Where's Waldo in Fayetteville, and if you see me, walk up to me, and I'll get you a prize. How about that? Depending on where we are, it'll be a better prize or a worse prize, but you know what? <laughs> it is game week, though. It's game week, guys. It's it's Arkansas. It's it's a ranked matchup. It's it's 23 versus 19. It's Luke Fickle versus Sam Pittman. It's, you know, it's Ben Bryant slash Evan Prater versus K.J. Jefferson. It, it's going to be an exciting, thrilling contest, and you know what? With with the guests here, Danco, Joe, Joe, I I want to know your thoughts. You you listen to podcasts, you read stories, you've you've heard talks around the city and around the country. What are your feelings heading to Fayetteville this upcoming Fellas, Saturday? I'm, I'm just like Coach Pittman. I want to know what kind of party this is going to be. Are we going to bring liquor? Or are we going to bring iced tea? Okay. So we got to know what's that, happening. That was an outstanding quote from Sam Pittman. <laughs> Do I ask Fick tomorrow, are you a nice tea guy or are you a liquor guy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Good luck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, I, as, uh, as much as I hate to say it, I really like that guy. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's quite an interesting cat. But, uh, yeah, man, breaking it down, I think it's going to be a, a tough game. Uh, you know, you come down there, you're into SEC country, it's thick. You better be ready. You better be ready to face anything and everything they're going to throw at us. Uh, I know they're going to try to run the football. You know they watched that Alabama game. They probably think they can run it down our throat. Uh, I think they're going to have another thing coming. I think this defensive front for the Bearcat is a whole new animal. So been watching you guys report from camp. Uh, I'm really excited to see what these young guys are going to do. And uh, I'm, I'm as excited as I've ever been for a start of a season. Here we go. I, ever. You know, I, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a very interesting feeling because obviously last year we, we kind of knew the fields heading into the first game. Of course, the first game was against Miami, Ohio, so it was kind of a uh, can't wait to see all the toys out on the field. Now there's a little bit more, the more vibes behind it. I, you know, imagine last year opening up at Notre Dame, first game of the season. You know, you'd obviously have some some feelings of of you know confidence and comfortability. I, but I would have felt great about it last year because yeah. Notre Dame was was answering a ton of questions. Right. Even into week four last year, that Cincinnati was not like Cincinnati was like, here's our undefeated team from 2020. We're back. <laughs> like, yeah. let's go. Well, but I'm just saying it would have it would have had a different vibe it, in, instead of it being my Ohio week one. So sure, it, but I still like I would feel much more confident than I do right now. Oh, yeah. About oh, yeah. going into oh, yeah. Arkansas in this oh, yeah. situation. Just just the added factor to it of it being yeah. on the road against Arkansas and everything that has to do with the team this year. I, I guess Chad and Aaron, I got to throw it to you guys. What are, what are your feelings now that it is finally game week? Now that it's no longer this, this preview of the team, it's going to be preview of another team and everything that else that leads up to it. 
There's tons of storylines, so content, content, content. That's yeah, your thoughts on the game? <laughs> we're going to get to all – like, we got a whole week. We, we, can't, we can't give everything away on Monday. We got a whole week of content to fill. Right now, that's my thoughts on the game, Brent. This is going to be the easiest week that we've had in a long time. Okay. Well, well, what are your thoughts on Arkansas? How about that? They're big. They're physical. They have a head coach that likes to play a similar style. They like to win in the trenches. Um, It's going to be a physical kind of nasty game, I think. The forecast has shifted. Uh, I saw today. They are expecting the the high to be ninety, um, so it's going to be hot. It, it's gonna it's gonna be a scorcher. Um, the last time I checked was Friday, and it was supposed to be like eighty three, and yeah. then I checked again today, and it's pushed all the way up to ninety. So um, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle. Yeah, ninety and all sun. How about that? Uh, said partly cloudy. So yeah, might be different down there in Fayetteville. Uh, Joe. Got to know what's uh, what's one key position that you're going to keep an extra eye out for on Saturday. Well, so obviously, you know, it's going to be the the quarterback spot. We're coming in with a with a new quarterback, regardless of who plays. Right? I mean, uh, I don't know that you can call Bryant a new quarterback. He's been here before. He certainly has a cannon. I saw somebody posted today that uh, little Chuck he threw down the sideline against uh, uh, the thundering herd. Uh, yep. Kid's got a cannon. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be exciting. Uh, I tend to feel like he's probably going to be in there from all indications, what everyone is kind of saying, all you guys in the know. Um, but, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. But I'm going to definitely be watching that quarterback spot. And, and we got to run the football. So, you know, what, what's exciting about it? We, we always talk about who the quarterback's going to be. Hell, who's the running back going to be? You know, who's the tailback going to be? Uh, that's a hell of an exciting battle we got going on there, too. So I'm – Man, it's going to be a great time. Uh, we're going to be tailgating hot and heavy down there. We are going to be at the uh, uh, Roadhogs RV lot. So if everybody wants to come join us, uh, look for the, uh, the Bearcat flags. We'll be flying them in full force. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll be ready to, ready to go, locked and loaded down there in Arkansas. There we go. Two, 2.30 kickoff down there uh, local time in, in Fayetteville. If you make the trip, don't, uh, don't lose track of timing and whatnot. But, yeah, and, and Joe, the funny thing about that throw that he had at uh, in Morgantown or, or Huntington, I mean, uh, against Marshall, you know, that was to Trey Tucker. So uh, just a, a a constant different feel of, of things now connecting, players developing, and now we have these players out on the field, and I'm, I'm excited to see what they can bring. Um, I don't know if there's been much storylines outside of what has been constant throughout practices and whatnot. Uh, I mean, Chad, you've been obviously around the team quite a lot, Aaron, as well, you and Chad doing the nightly pod. Uh, what would you say the pulse or the the feeling just around practices recently, Chad? I'll, I'll go with you. Uh, heading into what's game week now, and now it's back to the regular schedule of of Tuesday interview with 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 coach, and then I believe what that's the only day that that practice is available as well. So, kind of just everything back to business as usual with this uh, with this team. Yeah, that's. How they operate. I mean, it's 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 all business always. Um, so once they got back to campus last week was a little bit um, a little bit different, but mostly just getting into that that Arkansas mindset. Um, and then they got the weekend off, and then they were back at it today. 
media is around tomorrow for the Fickle press conference. And, you know, Tuesdays are the the, the hard hat days. Uh, Bloody Tuesday, I think they call it. Um, and it, it's it's full steam ahead getting ready for, for the game. There you go. Aaron, Saturday, other than the game, the, the trip to Fayetteville, you'll be – You'll be heading down there. What are you looking forward to? Just, I guess, in Fayetteville in general or heading down there and caravanning, if you will? (laughs) Just hoping for good weather on the drive down. Uh, Don't want to run into anything remotely close to what we had uh, from the drive back with the Cotton Bowl and the ice storm and all of that. Uh, So hoping that the, the roads just stay dry in general. I don't think you're going to have to worry about an ice storm. I know it's not going to be an ice storm, but I don't want anything that, again, just resembles that in any way, shape, or form. Um, so I'm hoping that just the, the roads stay dry. That would be ideal. Um, but no, just kind of be cool to take in an SEC opponent and hear the the famous woo pig suey and all that and, and get to see a, a, an opponent like really in their element. But what are your thoughts on the, the press box food in Arkansas? What are you thinking? I don't know that there's any like known Arkansas – like cuisine is if, if they serve any type of pork, is it considered a delicacy there or is it considered yeah. cannibalism? I, I I don't know. As long as they don't call it a, a razorback or a hog, right? I think it should be fine. It's going to be like pulled pork and hot dogs. Just all the pork. All, all the pig. Yep. But yeah, if you, if they make their own pulled pork, isn't that technically they're hosting their own pig roast? <laughs> Maybe that's their thing. Weird. I don't know. <laughs> it's, I know it's not going to compare to the Cotton Bowl. I have ribs ready to go for for Sunday. It's huh? a you know celebration. I definitely have the pulled pork on tap, so we'll be doing our own little version of a hog gross down there. You can believe that. I love that. I love that. It looks like what the it says Arkansas cuisine integral to its culture barbecue. Country cooking, fried catfish and chicken, wild duck, rice, purple whole peas, okra, apples, fried green tomatoes, and grits. I had hmm. no idea peas came in purple. Yeah. Pur- purple peas? Purple whole peas. Purple peas. There you go. Nope. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Joe, when are you heading down south? So, we're going to head out... Uh, we're going to leave uh, late Thursday night, early Friday morning. So going through the night. Yeah. We're going to drive through the night, get there probably early afternoon ish. Get set up, get rocking and rolling. That'll be fun. Big, big crew going. Yeah. Yeah. We got about probably uh, six to eight guys going. And then uh, I've had a lot of people contact me, say, mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to hook up with you guys down there. And so I'm like, come on over. Let's, let's get this party started, baby. Let's go. There we go. There we go. That's what we love to hear. Uh, a little bit more about the game, I guess. Uh, KJ Jefferson is the is the quarterback for Arkansas. He's kind of, I don't want to say a similar path to Desmond Ritter, but he's kind of writing a, a story there similar where he's growing within the program, developing within the program, and kind of becoming the centerpiece to uh, the rebuild that they've done under Sam Pittman. Uh Big time runner. He he led the Razorbacks in rushing last year, 
and he uh, obviously returns. Supposedly, he's, he's cut some weight, looking looking felt is what they said, uh, and and he looks like he's primed to have a big season. I I was thinking back to the most recent. Oh, here's Mo. How's it going, Mo? Hey, what's up? How are we? I'm doing great. What's going on? See, Mo, we haven't told Brent anybody that's coming on or when they're coming on because we want oh, this wow. to be like a surprise <laughs> for him every time somebody pops in. Uh, so you just surprised him, and now he's uncomfortable. Well, uh, I'm honored. This is great. It's By the way, shows, Mo. happy 100th. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a, what a milestone. I, I hope you're celebrating with doing something besides a podcast. It's the second one that you've got to join me for, Mo. It's huge. It's enormous. Congratulations to everybody involved. Danco Joe's the big one. Joe, who's sponsoring this podcast. And Mo, yeah. if you need any work done on your car, Danco Joe just offered a special all through the month of September for every service of $200 or more, service or um, maintenance, you get $100 off. Can't beat that. No. I mean, I might go do something to my car just to take advantage of that. <laughs> Come on down, Mo. We'll hook you up. Yeah, up. perfect. There we go. Awesome. Well, I guess Mo will will bring you right into the conversation. We've been kind of just breaking down, obviously, game week, everything, uh, all the feels that go with it. What what does it feel like for you now that finally all the the preseason talk, everything's out of the way, and it is finally game week? Uh, it's a relief. Uh, I'm, it's met with some anxiety because <clears throat> I got to be honest with you. This is the first regular season game in a really long time where I have, uh, sufficient doubts about whether or not they'll win. So it, it feels sort of weird, right? I mean, they haven't been underdogs since the SMU game two years ago, and then they were only a one point dog and, you know, let's face it, they were going to play in an empty stadium. So you were really weren't worried about the environment. So it's, uh, it's refreshing because we finally have something well, on Saturday. We'll finally have something concrete to talk about instead of speculating about a lot of different things. Um, but in terms of the game itself, it, it feels weird. It's been a long time since in a regular season game, uh, I had legitimate doubts about whether they'll win. That doesn't mean I believe they will not win, but you know, let's, let's be honest. This is a tougher game even including Notre Dame last year in which they were favored. This is a, a tougher game than any they've had in a, in a regular season in a, in a very long time. Take quarterback out of the equation. What's uh, what's one thing on Saturday that you're really going to keep a close eye on? want to see how good this team's offensive line is. Chad and I have talked about this on, on my show. Uh, I, I think, I think to a degree, they, they have a chance to have an offensive line that has a really, really high ceiling could be one of the best they've had in a while. Um, but, how does that stack up against an SEC front? How does that stack up for an offense that's going to have to be, you know, maybe not more run-centric, but I think we're expecting the the running game to have a little bit more explosiveness to it, a little bit more diversity to it. Uh, certainly, if you're expecting some growing pains throw in the football, they're going to have to run the ball more effectively. That, that to me, is is what I'm interested in. I'm, I'm interested to see uh, how Cincinnati's offensive line can – uh, handle what they're going to get on Saturday and to find out if there's anything that we see on Saturday that tells us about what this offensive line could do, uh, you know, beyond Saturday, that, that to me is, is, is the biggest thing. And, and to a degree, you know, not necessarily bigger than the quarterback situation, but I mean, 
I think I have an idea of how Ben Bryant's going to play this season. And I certainly have an idea of maybe some of the growing pains that Evan will face whenever he's finally thrown to the fire. Uh, I'm curious about the offensive line and seeing how that holds up. I know a lot of people are going to say, you know, who's filling which roles in the secondary. All that stuff is really interesting. What it's going to feel like when the the other team decides to throw, uh, you know, to all sides of the field, which we're not used to. But for me, more than anything, I want to know how good this offensive line is. You seem confident it's Ben. Do you know something we don't? Because we don't we don't know yet. <laughs> no, I, I, I know nothing. Uh, I, 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 I know nothing. I just uh, I, I, I know where the smart money has been this whole entire time. So, yeah, I think like we haven't been shy about that. We think it's going to be Ben, but. Yeah. In the last scrimmage, they got equal snaps. They split snaps with the ones and the twos. Like, Luke hasn't tipped his hand uh, as to which way it's going to go, which he told us he was that was going to be the case as early as right before camp started, and he said that all summer. We're not going to know until – I joked um, off the air with Pete Thamel today. He asked me, and I was like, Pete, you know the person that's going to break who Cincinnati's quarterback is – is you sometime <laughs> Saturday morning. He's like, yeah, I need to call Luke. I'm like, yeah. <clears throat> well, I, you know, so, so typically for the pregame show, we do the quarterback, right? So I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. Typically for the pregame show for game number one, we, we, we do the quarterback. We do the quarterback before the first game and we do the quarterback before the bowl game. So the last, certainly the last three years, it's been week one. We're, we're talking to Des. So sort of knowing what my answer was going to be, I put in my request. I'm like, Hey, it's, you know, Tuesday. I need a, you know, we got to talk to a player. Typically it's the quarterback week one. And the message I got in return was how would you like to talk to Josh Wiley? So Josh <laughs> Wiley will be the guest wow. on Saturday's pregame show. We'll tape that tomorrow. So, so uh, starting quarterback, Josh Wiley. Okay. Yeah, Josh Wiley's going to be a starting quarterback. Yeah. So uh, how about that? Heard it here first. When do the Razorbacks <laughs> see that? So I, I I tried to just see if maybe on Tuesday they'll make the announcement or if on Tuesday I'll at least be about, given the, hey, here he is, don't say anything, but uh, neither was the case. How about this? If they announce a starting quarterback tomorrow, uh, I'll give you $1,000. And if they don't, you give me 50 <laughs> <laughs> Because that's the surest fifty dollars, yeah, I, I've, I've ever made. How about I buy you a <laughs> beer at the Moraline House? Okay, that works. Very that works good. Too. There you go. That'll work. That'll uh, work. I have another question that's right up your alley, and you might be the only person we're going to have on today that's that's overly qualified to this question. The line <laughs> opened at seven point five. Yeah, it is shrinking substantially. It's already at five point five, and uh, I Pete Thamel today said he thought if he was asked what the line would be. He would have thought three or four. Do you think it goes down that low? And if you're a gambler, do you need to act now? Uh, no, uh, but Tony Pike and I talked about this when it came out at seven and a half. Um, both of us agreed. If you were going to bet on Cincinnati, that was the time to do it because I didn't think, I didn't think th the number was going to change in that direction. I didn't think suddenly, Cincinnati was going to get eight and a half points. It always felt to me like it was going to max out at what it opened at, which was seven and a half. So if you missed it at seven and a half, I don't 
up, you might want to get it now in fear that, yeah, it, it keeps it keeps going in this direction. Why is that? Has there just been a, an influx of, of public money or some well-respected money on the Bearcats? But, I mean, legitimately to me, and I'm not a very big I told you so guy, but I looked at it at seven and a half and said, I doubt, first of all, the quarterback thing is going to get drawn out to the very last minute. Now, you know, let's say an hour before the game, it's, you know, Ben Bryant's getting all the snaps. Ben Bryant's going to start. It's out there. We'll see how Vegas responds. But I mean, to me, they, they were never going to get more than seven and a half. If you think it's going to fall down to three or four, I would do it now. I mean, I, I sort of feel like whatever you buy it at now is pretty close to what it's going to be by kickoff. But uh, there's, there's there's a reason why those lines come out when they do for week one, right? Because, you know, they, they want to see who's going to bite instantly. They want to see where the late money is going to come. The line's going to move accordingly. And so I, I, I tend to think that the time to buy was, was a couple of months ago. But it is interesting that the line has moved that drastically. I got an email uh, late last night or early this morning. I think it was early this morning. And it was it was and I didn't really read it because I had so much other stuff going on. But it was rough. It was essentially they ran through every single game and they told you how much the line had moved. And some of them hasn't moved at all. How much the line had moved from when they were first posted. And I don't know that there was a game that saw a movement of more than two points beyond this one. And and I I say that having given it a very, very quick glance. And so uh, a deeper dive into it might reveal otherwise. But uh, yeah, I, I again, I mean, if if we could go back in time and have everybody at seven and a half, I don't think the line was going to, you know, go in the other direction. The, the fact that it is going in, in one specific direction would tell me if I hadn't invested already, I'd get it now because it, it feels like the, the way this is going, this might be the value right now to buy the Bearcats as opposed to waiting a couple of days. And, and I think it's a reflection of there was a lot of unknown going into Cincinnati's camp. And I think coming out of that camp, the Cincinnati side feels pretty good about what they have. Is mm-hmm. it going to be enough? I don't know. But we're not coming out of camp going, boy, still don't, still worried about corners, still mm-hmm. worried about quarterbacks, still worried about linebacker, where PFF today graded Cincinnati as the second best linebacker yeah. core in America. In the country, yeah. After losing two guys to the NFL. <laughs> this isn't... This isn't your brother, older brothers, Cincinnati Bearcats, uh, when it comes to stuff like that. We'll, we'll let you go. We only ask for a few minutes. I know you've got uh, extra innings tonight and a maybe you, the, the yeah, game you're, just you're started. Not so, have extra yeah. innings tonight. This is like, I mean, I enjoy doing my show, but it's sometimes a nice change of pace to work at night, especially this time of year because I can I can do yard work, I can do some stuff with my daughter, but then. When when it's time for the game to happen, your entire life revolves around what time might the game end? How much time am I going to have to do? Oh no, there's a rain delay. Will we get on it all? And so we're in. Uh, this could be this could be stressful. I'm stressed out right now. You could say you're in. Not, not really. You, you could say you're in FC Cincinnati like purgatory. Tying one to tying two to two or one to one or hell is real. Just, you're in purgatory. Let me just tell you something, right? Really quick. Saturday, Friday, Saturday, I'm at a bachelor party, right? It's awesome. We're in French lick, beautiful golf courses, casino, sports book. 
So the night before, people are talking about, what are we going to gamble on tomorrow? And I talked like, well, there's two college games, but I'll tell you what, here's what we're going to do just for the hell of it. Let's go three-team Queen City parlay, which violates two rules of mine. Number one, don't bet parlays. Number two, (laughs) unless you could avoid it, don't bet preseason football. But you know what? Bunch of dudes from Cincinnati, bachelor party, we're in a book. Come on, let's do it. So three-team Queen City parlay. You had the Bengals. Uh, who were two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Rams in a game in which you knew no good player on either team and no experienced good player in either team was going to play. Then it was the Reds, which, okay, the Reds stink, but the Nationals are worse. And then it was FC Cincinnati had to win, right? So Bengals, in the quickest football game ever played, they cover with ease. Reds win the game because T.J. Friedel is fooling everybody into thinking he's like a cornerstone. Great. Awesome. Two for two. (laughs) Now the book is not showing the FC Cincinnati game. Uh, You got a couple of random college football games on some baseball and the Andy Griffith show. And I go to the guy at the book and I go, uh, what do you say? uh, We swap out Aunt B for FC Cincinnati. And he looked at me and he goes, Nope. That hockey. <laughs> we weren't going to get FC Cincinnati. So fine, whatever. We're all on our phones. I'm following uh, Cincinnati soccer talk.com on Twitter. I'm f- FC Cincinnati social media person was, uh, well, they felt like they took most of the night off. So the Columbus tweeting nonstop. So it's, it's one, nothing. And then it's one, one, and then it's two, one. And I- I'm looking on social media. Uh, people are really excited this is going to happen. And again, FC Cincinnati has to win the game. A tie does not help us. They have to win the game for the parlay to hit. So uh, in the, I guess, 96th minute, yeah. I am uh, I, I had gone to buy a round of drinks. And as I'm going to get them, I, I, I had six beers in my hand. I'm thinking these are going to be celebratory drinks. Many of us, not all of us, many of us, have made the Queen City parlay wager. And as I come back, there's a a guy that we're with, and he has this look on his face, and it looks like someone has just called him to tell him that a relative died, and I just knew. And I just, I said, let me guess. It happened again. Columbus scored with, like, no time to go, and he's like, yeah. So, Queen City parlay done. FC Cincinnati fandom severely questioned, and it's another reminder don't bet parlays ever Uh, real quick brady's here so before we let you go one last question have you ever had anybody do to you what pete thamel did to me pete thamel bossed me today did you did you get to listen i did yeah yeah no i I didn't even get to interview him he interviewed me the whole time yeah i I enjoyed that that was good i i learned a lot no i i i I learned a lot i i'm gonna stop talking because brady could beat me up Well, you have a great evening, Mo. Uh, I I hope you don't have to do what is the worst thing in your situation right now, which is like eight minutes of of the the extra innings. The the eight minute post game show is is brutal. Is brutal. I'm doing four post game shows this week. The fourth will be in Fayetteville. That's the one I care about most. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks for something. Thanks, guys. You got it. Have fun. See ya. All right. See ya. There you go, Mo Egger. And now we've got another guest, the fourth member, the honorary fourth member of this podcast. He's not allowed to say anything. (laughs) 
Just laugh. He's just episode allowed to come 100, in boys. and be Mr. part of 100. episode 100. You have earned that. Mr. Damn 100. Right. <laughs> How are we? Damn How right. are we, Brady? Oh, doing great. How are yourselves? Oh, you know what? Can't complain. We made it to 100 without divorcing each other, so I feel like there's something to be said for that. That's true. That's true. That is that is a huge testament to all you guys. It's uh, quite the feat. And, uh, you know, again, it's an honor to always get on here and talk about the boys and the program with you guys. And uh, definitely wanted to jump on and just say, you know, appreciate you guys and everything you do for, for our guys and the program. And, you know, again, 100, man, that's awesome. You, you know, Brady, uh, he, Aaron said everything's going smooth, but all day today, I've been trying to figure out who the heck they're having on guest wise, and and they kept me in the dark for all of it. So I was a little frustrated, and I just sat back all day. And I said, as long as Brady makes a little like five minute appearance, that'll just make the whole night okay. And so, here we are, indeed. So here we are, indeed. Here we are. Let the uh, sus comments flow through the comment feed right now. <laughs> Brady, did you see the five one three shirts announcement today? Uh, with silence is the violence. Yeah. What'd you think? Of, what'd you think about the, the new line from five, one, three shirts and why should everybody go support Joe Huber and buy his merchandise at five, one, three shirts.com. First off, it's an unbelievable, uh, shirt sweatshirt. I bought a sweatshirt and, uh, as soon as I saw it, I sent a picture to all the O-line guys and they just had the gif of uh, the wrestler and it just said yes because <laughs> I mean it's it's amazing he's in his he's in his stance and everything and uh, everybody should buy that outfit or that sweatshirt or t-shirt whatever you want to do because you're supporting a great cause you're supporting a great company um, you're supporting a great young man that is you know coming to this program and done everything the right way um, you know again a man that is tough and nasty on the field and yet off the field, he's an engineering major. He, he's, uh, you know, he'll work out at 6 a.m. in the morning and then go to an internship class for five hours a day and still go to practice and, you know, compete and uh, perform at a high level. And, um, you know, again, just very proud of him. Um, but it is, it's a cool shirt. And uh, everybody get out there and make sure you uh, support the boys. Doesn't it look like like an 80s, like – like Tecmo Bowl, like retro kind of design. And it that's does. so fitting it because does. like that's what you guys listen to when you're in there at six in the morning is like the old school, like metal, like the, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. When uh, when Joe and I are rolling, it's uh, it's pretty simple. It's five finger death punch. And uh, it's quite the taste, let me tell you. <laughs> and then you see Danko Joe's shirt, right? That's right. I see him. I got to. I got to see him out at uh, Higher Ground one of those days. There we What's go. What's up, Coach? How you doing, buddy? You looking good looking there great, in that man. shirt. Doing great. So, uh, man, thanks a lot. I thought I got to see Brady Collins for the last time before the season started, and here you are again, <laughs> ringing in hardest working man in college sports, brother. Love oh, what you do. No. Love what you bring to the table, man. It's dude, just love it. I'm on oh, the I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you guys, dude. Well, we appreciate you. Uh, we're not allowed to ask you any questions about anything. We're not, we can't get into anything. So we're just going to say thank you for taking five, ten minutes. Stop by. Say Absolutely. hello. Uh, it has been a – look, 
One of the biggest things that made this podcast take off was when you agreed a couple years ago to come on every other week. I don't think people remember for an entire offseason, you were on every other week on this show. And that helped us get off the ground with this thing. And we love you. And we appreciate you stopping in. And you're the absolute best. And I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, man, I, I appreciate you guys. Love you all. All I did was provide some insight. You guys drive this thing. Um, you know, kudos to all you guys. And uh, until we can officially talk on here again down the road, hey, it'll be after another phenomenal year by the boys. But uh, always here. And, yes, can't wait to see you tomorrow as well. They were going to try to put the muzzle on us. One, one second. They were going to try to put the muzzle on us last week. And we were like, look, we're not – we don't talk to them during game week. Like, we know. <laughs> We understand. We, we probably, talk to them in the off season. Yeah, they're probably they're probably more looking out for me than you. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a mutual thing. It's a, it, yeah. We don't want to we don't want to upset the guy in the big office on the seventh floor accidentally. Oh no, you can't do that. <laughs> he knows. He knows I come in all best interest. Before you get out here, real quick, coach. No questions. I'm just going to make one statement. I am not worried a bit about our guys being on that field close to 100 degrees. They're going to be in shape. They're going to be ready to go. There's no doubt about that. And that's thanks. Damn to right. Damn right, man. I mean, all that stuff, that's external stuff, you know. I mean, let's face it. Look at the Indiana game last year. Hot. Hot, hot. So, uh, you know, all that is is just extra noise and people can talk about it and all that stuff. But uh, very excited about what these guys have done and, feels good to be in game week man i can't wait for uh you know the fans and everybody to see what this 2022 bearcats football team is all about all right brent you can say goodbye now brady we've come a long way man <laughs> <laughs> you were here for 99 and, and sure enough you're here for 100 as well man wow thank you sir thanks That's coach good. good luck this week Good luck, coach. Appreciate it. Hey, I'll be back for 199. How about that? Ooh, there you go. Then 200. There All we right. go. You're damn right. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Brady. All right, boys. Have a great show, man. Yep, yep. See ya. All right, see ya. How, how have we done so far, Brent? Uh, I'd say three for three. Yeah. Joe, are you just are you hanging out all night? You good? No, I'm doing. I think I'm going to get off here. I'm going to go grab a cold pop and watch the rest of the show. Let you guys well, do your thing, man. And I just here's what we can do. Here's what we can go do ahead. if you'd like. We can just put you in the lobby and you can watch from the lobby, or you can leave and go like do your thing. Okay. Yeah, you can put me in the lobby. That's fine. That way you're behind the scenes. And if like if you got something, you can put it in the private chat and we can bring you in. You can communicate with us. You're the sponsor of this show. You get special treatment. All right. That's how I this works. For sure. You get special treatment. So we'll 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 put you in the lobby. If you got anything in the private chat you want to add or you want to come back in at some point in time, you'll be there, but uh we'll put you there and uh that way you 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 get a little bonus that nobody else gets. Right on. All right. I'm Thanks, Joe. You're the best. Proud to, proud to uh be there with you guys. 100 episodes. It's freaking awesome. Nobody I listen, I watch a lot of podcasts. Nobody does what you guys do. Day in, day out, you're bringing the content, you're making it happen. So I'm trying to get everybody to join, man. Uh, you know, support the BCJ on YouTube, subscribe, and then subscribe to the extra little special member perks and also to the BCJ, man. Get out there and get it. The best info going. All right. We appreciate you, brother. You're the man, right, Danco Joe.
Thanks, Joe. Well, shoot. All right. Three for three. Three for three. And like and subscribe, as Joe said. We got we got a lot of it's our biggest like regular live. Monday night show live that we've had ever. So if you're here, subscribe to the channel, hit the like button. If you'd like, if you want to support us in episode 100 under the chat, there's a little dollar sign. You can donate to the, the show. You can become a member with the join button underneath the uh, screen right down here. Uh, you can support us in many, many, many different ways. Uh, but we appreciate if you don't do any of that, but like subscribe is free subscribe. But aside from that, we appreciate all of you being here and, uh, and supporting this show that honestly, we'll pull the curtain back. Aaron called me drunk one night. I had never met him before. Somehow he got my number. I'm not quite still. No, that's not how it went. I, I, I slid into your Twitter DMs. I was like, oh yeah, I said, you want to talk chop. like talk shop, and you said, "Yeah, go ahead and call me." That's, That's right. how that went. Make um, me sound like a creep. Get out of here. And then, and then we talk shop. And then after we talk shop, I sat on it for a couple days, and I said, "You know what? I think would work. I think Aaron and Brent in a podcast would be really interesting. Let's try it out and see if it works." And one hundred episodes later, here we are. We didn't even do a trial episode. We just did like. Here's show one. We didn't do nope. a test run or anything. I'm feet in for sure. So, I didn't even thank know you. Nope, no, we you didn't. didn't. They had Not never met each other. No. I had one and phone I'd only call. met Aaron once. I had one over phone the call. Phone. Saved his name as Aaron Podcast, and I'm not going to lie, it's still saved as Aaron Podcast. <laughs> it sounds so much better than Aaron Smith. <laughs> I was like, Brent, I think I got a podcast for you. And you were like, with who? And I was like, I'm not really sure. <laughs> well, 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 no, you actually said, Brent, you put in a lot of hard work. I think it's time for you to have your own podcast. So I didn't know that behind the scenes about Aaron. So I've, I've been saying thanks to you this whole time. I guess I need to be saying thanks to Aaron. Well, Aaron didn't know what he wanted to do. He just want, knew he wanted to do something. Wanted right. in. He wanted in. And I was like, I think cool this is club. the best way in. You know, it would be funny if we did chop up some, some bits and pieces from the first episode. It just, Ooh. I mean, I... I haven't really listened. Aaron's to it. like, no, that's good. I'm good. I'm Pilots are overrated. I agree. But what? That was after week one, I believe. Uh, in, the crazy the thing season. is, it was a big success immediately. Yeah, there was like a thousand listens to episode one. As bad as it was, and as much as we didn't have any chemistry or connection right. or chemistry between the three of us, and now we're the three best friends anyone could ever have. Wow. As long as I'm Alan, I'll, Brady I'll thinks roll so. <laughs> Gosh, what if I would have told you both of you that on the uh, best before friends? we before we recorded episode one that not only is it going to be us, but Brady Collins is going to be our fourth member, uh, and that's going to become like a real thing that that Brady sits down with us regularly to chop shop. I would say who the the TikTok star. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to Arkansas. I don't, I don't know when anybody else is coming in next. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Okay. Uh. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna branch off what Danco Joe said though to Brady. Uh, about how you know, I know you're gonna have the boys as prepared as any one of the country hardest working guy in the country. This that the other because that 
that part of things aren't really hashed out in, in preview write-ups and preview videos that you watch that are kind of on the national scale and, and even from the Arkansas side of things because, you know, the, the development that this program has done, you know, with, with Brady and with all the coaches, this, that, and the other. The fact of the matter is when you go and you read all these national stories about the preview and whatnot, all they mention are nine nine players going to the NFL draft. They mentioned then the fact yeah. that the staff isn't comfortable with picking a quarterback yet. I saw that in like three Wrong. different stories today. Wrong. Wrong. Right. I saw that in like <laughs> three different stories today. Then then they mentioned the fact that the defense has no playmakers after they lost <laughs> all of them from last season. And then and then I'm seeing predictions that are like 38 to 20 and like 42 to 17. And it's like, okay, I I understand a little bit behind it if you're just really looking at it as paper and you see wow one team's returning their quarterback their running back and their defense two defensive all americans yes i understand that side of things but it's what danco joe said it's what it's what brady constantly reiterates every single week that he's on the show it's what we talk about all the time is the fact that all these players that are ready to step up now have been developing in the program the same way that Curtis Brooks, the same way that Alec Pierce, the same way that Desmond Ritter all developed through the program. So I, you know, it, it, it kind of was just ticking me off a little bit reading all these different preview articles, if you will. What and, you're reading is AC or SEC versus AAC. That's what you're reading. Yeah, like, right. Th- I mean, the, the, there is no more, they put no more effort into it. It was, Oh, it's SEC versus AAC. It's a ranked top 25 team from the SEC against a ranked 25 team or top 25 team in from the American. Like, yeah, we already know. And, well, and it's the thing that we've mentioned throughout. And, and Chad, you've kind of mentioned this a few times is the fact that, you know, these group of five teams, if you will, you know, they, yeah. they go on that Cinderella run and they have that one team where everyone has grown up on the team. Everyone has a career, you know, year. And then all of a sudden they fall off. And you know what? I I don't think it would happen, but a lot of people out there imagine that's exactly what happened in Cincinnati. And now it's going to go down. You know what? And and, and another thing, and I know you guys always laugh at this, but the misspelling of the word Cincinnati, man. There was was one preview that had it C-I-C-I-N-A-T-T-Y. I was like, oh, that's. I said a Y. I respect that. Sissy, sissy. If you're going to get it wrong, if you're going to get it wrong, get it way wrong. All the way wrong. All the way wrong. Not just mixing up the double N and the double T. You invented a whole new city. Yeah. Yeah. Just get it wrong. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. And in the next paragraph, they spelled it the right way. So they got to get a new editor. (laughs) They got to get a new editor or something. Autocorrector is not coming up with Cincinnati. I'll tell you that much. But you know, it's just you read all this, all these articles, and and, and you know what? I've I've done my fair share of listening to, to Arkansas podcasts as well. And I tell you what, man, they are very confident in this team. Um, and you know what? I'm sure if you had an Arkansas fan or someone covering you know the Hawks, they'd they'd say, you know what? I listened to a couple of Bearcat podcasts, and they seem pretty confident in their team as well. So I I don't know. It's the whole the whole back that- and forth. I don't know that that's true. I don't know that anybody what? is over the top confident in no, this no, no. team winning right. at Arkansas. So but I, we also aren't like, you know, 
down on the lows, like, oh, I don't know what the team's going to do about losing all these players. You know what I mean? It's it's more talking about the reloading thing rather than completely restructuring the team. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. I think that's what we've all said, though, is my point. Like, I, I certainly don't think that you're finding anybody who's out no, here. Confidence just... in the team, not not in the game. Just the team. Okay. I mean, I think you can have confidence in the team and still not be sure that you're going to win this game. Yeah. I, no, no, well, I, I mean, meant... like, I, my stance on this all of this season has been very simple. Like, I, as a preseason prognosticator, I err in the favor of veteran quarterbacks. We did it last year with Dez. Mm-hmm. Like, what did we say about Notre Dame and Indiana and, and UCF and Houston? Cincinnati has the leader that can go in and get the job done. Right now, Arkansas has the veteran quarterback. So that that pushes me to their direction, even if slightly. Yeah. That's just me. Like, you know me. I don't sugarcoat. If I, if I don't feel – I still feel great about this team's chances. Mm-hmm. I just wonder, fourth quarter, nut-cutting time, game on the line – I feel better with a veteran quarterback than a guy that now maybe Ben's situation is a little different because you factor in the starts at Eastern Michigan, but guess what? There's nowhere in the Mac. that's putting 80,000. He might not have seen 80,000 in the entire Mac road schedule last year. Right. If we're being honest. Yeah. So like that, that's just the honesty of it. I agree. And you know what? We we mentioned offensive line. Mo talked about offensive line. And Arkansas has got a really good offensive line. Uh, yeah, they're huge. 104 combined starts between those who are returning. Um, had, had to replace the left tackle, but they're, by all accounts, they seem really confident in, uh, in who is going to be replacing them. I, you know, it's a, it's the whole thing is like, you. I, I also saw mentioning, I forget who's, who said it, someone who covers Arkansas mentioned the fact that you know what, you, you go to these practices and you say, you know, this this guy looks great. This guy looks really good. You know, this Luke Jones is the left tackle. Six foot five, 327 is, is the replacement. The only guy that wasn't a returning starter last year. And, you know, you mentioned he looked really, really great. But then comes the thought of, was it him looking great? And the other guy across from him wasn't really great? You know, it's, it's so many things. It's hard to decide what's good and what's not. And oh, Nick Bauer, good, good, good point. But you know, it's going on on both both teams. You know, Arkansas they lost a lot. Uh, it, it might not be number wise, you know, but they they lost a lot in in pure talent and, and big time playmakers that they had, especially on the offensive side. So I don't know. It's going to be a lot of different storylines going into it together and. I think a big, big game plan will be, of course, obviously what happens in the trenches. And, and you know, that's why I think like a player like Juwan Briggs needs to have a, a coming out party. Oh, yeah. Need, need, needs to be honestly the, the best player on the field on Saturday. I think needs to be Juwan Briggs uh, because he's 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 going up against an All-American at, at center for Arkansas. So that, that'd certainly give you the puncher's chance that you're looking for. Yeah, right. Ricky, Ricky Stomberg, second team all SEC last year, preseason first team all SEC this year. But I, I don't know. The trenches is obviously 
where both coaches are saying that that their program is built from, like you were mentioned earlier, Chad. And and I, I don't know. It's going to be exciting to see, obviously, which quarterback does get the call. And obviously, if it is Ben, which we've, you know, tea leaves here, there, and everywhere. But, uh, you know. It's it, not tea leaves. It's just what we've seen. Like, right. I, it's a it's opinion on, you know, watching practice and breaking down everything that, you know, the margin between Ben and Evan is really small. I think experience is, is part of that margin that unfortunately Evan doesn't have a say in. Right. Right. That's not his fault. No, just is what it is. Another position, not of concern for Arkansas, if you will, if you, if you read kind of their, their board over on the two, four, seven side, a little bit. There's no respect. Of course not. No. Well, no, there's not, not at all, but, but they do have a little bit of, of a, you know, they're they're not fully confident in in the cornerback situation that they have going on, and you know if if you can establish a run a little bit and you can find a hit here or there with the big wide receivers that Cincinnati has, the big play receivers, then you know what that's that's the big time. But I think turnovers is going to be key. Uh, I, I mean, I'll, we'll we'll mention it throughout the week, obviously, but I, KJ Jefferson doesn't throw interceptions. He had four interceptions and 294 passes last year. Can, you know, the defensive pressure be enough to kind of get him a little erratic at times and, you know, contain him, his, his legs on top of maybe turning him over once or getting a fumble or getting a big special teams play. I, I think a lot of things go into it rather than just offense versus defense. Were you surprised at all by the amount of respect that, um, the coach gave Cincinnati in his no. presser today? No. Not even a little bit. Uh-oh. We got a new guest. Jay Will. That what facial the hair. Yeah, Jay Will, I like the look. Um, I'm I'm actually just being lazy. I need to need to get it shaved before no, I, uh, we get I into like the season it. here. Keep it. I guess you, keep I it, the- keep it. This was the Arkansas look you were going for. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna just say right now, that could be a mean mustache. Yeah, I've I've never seen the stash that full, man. That is impressive. that could be a mean mustache. Can you twist I went it? to I went to the uh dentist recently and my hygienist referred to it as a crumb catcher. Oh which you know I'm I'm is, is, is it a crumb catcher? That term. I've heard mustaches referred to as worse, so I think you're doing right. <laughs> exactly. I guess I'll it's take good, it. It's good to see you, buddy. You too. What's going on, fellas? Oh, We're just know, surprising just... Brent with guests tonight. He hasn't known any of the uh, this the special guests that we. Who, who else in. has popped on? Uh, so far, Danko Joe. Mm-hmm. Get one hundred dollars off your next service or uh, uh, maintenance of two hundred dollars or more. For the entire month of September uh, at Danco Transmission. Uh, Mo Egger stopped in. And uh, we also had, of course, BC Brady Collins, who is the unofficial, official fourth member of this podcast until the season starts. And then everybody freaks out that you can't talk to Brady during the season. And we're like, we know. He would do it. He always oh, absolutely do. Yeah, it's you're just you're saving him from himself and you from all of everything that some, goes yes. along with it. <laughs> <laughs> from some very angry people. So, 
you know what? I, Whenever Justin's on here, I think about the dishes in yeah. my sink. <laughs> hey, look, I'm, I'm I'm putting them on hold for the 100th episode of the BBP. So the, the, the brand is strong. Apparently. I told Mo the, earlier. This the is facial a, hair and the brand is strong. I told Mo earlier. This is the second time he's got to celebrate 100 episodes with me. So that same for you, sir. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So what? Yeah, because we did the the part in the punctuation, right? Mm-hmm. Did, did you see what? what I just tweeted? No. I'm tweeting it right now. You oh, tweeted okay. out the two deep, and I tweeted, this is how you should do your UC coverage, Bearcat Journal or Justin Williams. <laughs> That's right. Right? Like, it's 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 1A, 1B. That's right. We're both, we're both starters. <laughs> like the running backs room, right? Where everybody's right. a starter. No, it's, no, there's only, it's, it's quarterback or one or one or two. There's, there's not four. It's one or two. Yeah. And Ryan it's, Montgomery or Charles McClellan or Miles Montgomery or Corey Kine. <laughs> yeah. We're really, really bending the limits of the two deep here on, yeah. on these things, aren't we? Really nailed that one down. Brent, <laughs> <laughs> oh, have at it. Like this is this this show is for Brent. Well, well, can, can we talk about your mustache a little bit more? <laughs> sure. It's not. I don't know if it's technically officially a mustache. Uh, well, no, I mean, but, it, but it could. Like that's it, what stands out. It is, could be. Is the stash? Yeah, I'm. I'm going to do the same, Aaron. Like this is Brent. Brent, you got. Justin. All right. You know All what? Right. I going I ISO. Hate, I hate to. Uh, well, I mean, we're we are a team, though. This is a team podcast, guys. So if we're doing that, we're all out. We're all sitting on the outside. Come on, <laughs> we're just messing with you. <laughs> I know, but no, I I think your mustache rivals Brady's. So, uh, oh, it's a, it's a high level. Can you get Raleigh fingers? Can you? No, no, no. We're not to that point. No, 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 no. Just uh, two just months. Semi compliments from the hygienist. That's the only. That's as far as it's gotten. <laughs> two two months from now, you'll be able to. Yeah, we'll um, we'll see. So, Justin, have you have you begun your deep dive into Arkansas yet? A little bit. Um, I've talked to some people. Actually, here's a. I think this is a little breaking news. I I will share this, um, with with the the BBP listeners. Hopefully, I don't get in trouble for this. I believe David Ubbin will be at the Arkansas game. Um, David Ubbin from the Athletic. He was in town for um. What was the game day game last year? Was that SMU? Tulsa. 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 David Ubbin was in town. He wrote a great piece about game day being uh, being in Clifton. He used to cover Arkansas and lived there for a long time. So, you know, I've, I've talked to him more about um, restaurant recommendations than about Arkansas football, to be completely honest. Um, but uh, and I've talked to some other people who have kind of covered the team. I, I've, I've read some some coverage of them. And as I know, Chad is in the same position as I am. There are apparently like 65 local radio stations that broadcast out of Fayetteville. And, and I've been, you know, Chad and I, I think have been trading off appearing on them. So I've, I've kind of listened in on some of those podcast radio stations, what have you. Um, Those people, maybe not the most objective, but are, are very excited about, about Fayetteville. It, It seems like the, you know, Cincinnati's going in to face the 72 Dolphins, according to some of these radio stations and podcasts. Um, so that'll, that'll be interesting to see. But I, I've tried to do a, a little bit of, of research. Yeah. No, I, it, it's funny because I've been just listening to some podcasts here or there to just kind of get them in my mind of, of what, you know, to maybe expect. And then all of a sudden you'll pop on or 
<laughs> or like you said, chat chattel pop on it. I'll be like, oh gosh, these. Wait these a minute! Guys. I already know what they're gonna say. <laughs> well, then I listen to it and I'm like, dude, Chad said the same thing on the BVP. But no, it's, it's, <laughs> there's it's, only so many things you can say. <laughs> no, I know, well, I know. That's why I, I want to know, like, how deep Justin is on a uh, on a Fletcher Brothers story already. No, all I just uh, randomly knew. I think like last year, I saw that his brother got um, a scholarship offered arkansas yeah and then i just heard this week that that you know our the fletcher mom parents were were coming into town for it i actually don't think his younger brother is the starting punter he's um, got an oar he got an oar oh he got an oar as well yeah yep. so he's he's right in there with the uh with the, the bcj <laughs> athletic coverage for for, for bearcats <laughs> similar situation um so hopefully we'll get to see him that, that would be I, pretty cool i need an oar in the background on the wall I, like i think his brother's like a runt compared to mason right he's like six four just yeah like, he's only six you know, four yeah come on pretty jimmy small. smith thinks he's tiny <laughs> what is is he the shovel maybe <laughs> the shovel <laughs> anyway we're not gonna call him we're not gonna call him the one that starts with the dude H. i I, al- I almost said that but i've, I've kept my streak of bad words to a minimum so I appreciate it. You if get to you go. You get to go one on one. If you would have said that after the last two weeks, oh my gosh, we oh might have had gosh. to call. We might have had to call it at an hour. Just be done. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just go drink my astronaut food all by myself and really. Have you guys cracked those life. yet? No, I've no. been waiting the whole. I had to go get another beverage because the other one was just sitting here in front of me. We're I, we're waiting. Let's until- get this reaction here real quick on Justin's here. Do you know this story, Justin? The astronaut no. food from Urban Artifact. Okay. It's 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 supposed to be the strongest beer in the country. Fifteen percent alcohol per volume. Oh, wow. And it's We're only eight ounces. Eight ounces on air. I'm not shotgunning it. You shotgun it. <laughs> so this is you My know kid Urban upstairs. Artifact. Yeah, he's got a a, a one that, a five week old, six week old upstairs. Let, let's get the. They're not a, a sponsor anymore. Uh, at the moment, they could very easily come back into the fold as we get into football season. But when we got those sent to us, I didn't get one. They mm-hmm. didn't send me an astronaut food. They sent Aaron and Brent, and I think Mick got one. I think Mick got one. Mick got one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's bullshit, isn't it? Let's, let's get a reaction I... from you two on the Urban Artifact astronaut food Cheers for episode 100. Cheers to 100, Aaron. Cheers to 100. Yeah. Cheers to 100. Oh, he heard the crack of a beer, and look who's here! <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like, the, like, the, like the siren song, the crack of a beer, and Dave Simone just appears. You know, it is what it is. Mm. It tastes like wine. What, what are That's we drink- what Stu just said. Tastes like wine. What are it we does. drinking? Tastes very good. Astronaut food, the strongest beer in America. Oh, okay. so strong. It tastes like wine. Tastes fifteen point nine percent ABV. What was it? Dehydrated blueberries and something else. Yeah, it says blueberry freeze dried fruit tart. I, I did drink uh, plenty of wine this weekend, so you know. How was that? How where's Dan? Did he make uh, it through the weekend? How was the summit? He did. Dan, Dan's doing well. He had some other business to tend to tonight. Uh, you know, the the grind never stops for conference realignment expert Dan Simon. But, uh, you know, I, I wanted to jump in here and c- congratulate you guys on 
Something that I could not have imagined ever happening. You reaching one, 100 episodes. Wow. You hate you know how many we times, celebrate 100. There we go. You know how many times I got a call from Dave going, are you sure about this? Wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a lie. That is a lie. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This kind would have been the perfect time for Dan Simon to pop in in full garb. I mean... He's yeah, busy. He's busy. Like, he's probably you know, at a board you, of you, regents you, meeting somewhere. You saw yeah. the you saw the yacht we were we were on in the uh, <laughs> yacht yeah. in in, ba- in Bay Harbor, Michigan. I can tell I can say where we were now that it's over. You know, we were up in, in well, that's close uh, to Chicago. Yeah, Petoskey Bay Harbor. You know the Bay the Bay Harbor Golf Club. Did Did you see um, poor Ryan Royer's face? As the Dan Simon call came in, and he he had no idea what to do or what was I mean, going on. No, I couldn't because I was going like ninety five up seventy five, like in northern Michigan. So I, for my what own kind of safety, I, I did not see anything that was going on. Fair enough. I didn't even have the heart to like try to explain it to him. I was like, it's it's an inside joke. We'll explain it down the road, Royer. Well, you know what the craziest thing would be is if like a sixth screen popped up and it was Dan Simon. I like I'd, I'd lose my mind if that somehow happened. And that would freak me the yeah. fuck out too. I, 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 would, I would too. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'm out. All right, I would, I would start to question some things that I did this one, past one weekend. too many astronaut foods there. <laughs> yeah, if, if only they he looked only like had one sip. Each you know, that stuff starts happening. Like, what's really in the astronaut food? Yeah. He looked like Dave's dad. <laughs> you know what's you know what's legal in Michigan though? No, I don't. The real astronaut food. Yeah. <laughs> no, no idea what you're talking about. Dave, do you have any questions for Justin about Arkansas? This is the only time we get to cross-examine him. Although I'm going to force him to come on radio with me. What? Uh, uh, sometime this week. Did, have you? Have you tried to reach out to do a feature on Bumper Pool? I think Staples did something about Bumper Pool, actually. He's, uh, is he a sixth year, right? He, I think he is. He did come back. He's using his COVID year. I mean, he right. gets a lot of attention for the obviously fantastic name, but he's, like, pretty damn good at football, too. I was going to so. say, he's he is the, like, um, yeah. good name, good good name, good football player crossover 125 tackles i think last year so yeah, that's that's a uh, ivan pace territory right there um so. no he's good what they got uh a transfer from alabama yeah will sanders safety, i believe who's supposed no, to be good another linebacker wow. okay now, when they talk about him do they crazy. only refer to him as drew the sanders. alabama transfer drew sanders drew sanders probably Probably. Alabama transfer Drew Sanders. Yeah, they have a yeah. very good safety though, too, right? Jalen Catalan is good. Yeah, uh, they got a couple good. DB transfers, one from LSU. Not is sure. Name dropping here is that that what this segment has become? Just name dropping as many Arkansas football players as we I can guess. we can think of. Just but, trying. But Dave, they weren't slotted as starters today. They weren't. Uh, oh. Is that are you, are you, is that news you're breaking? No, it's it's news that's on the. Uh, Arkansas athletic site. Oh, okay. I have not had a chance to to look at anything. I I did watch an interesting interview with Coach Pittman from last week, where he intimated that the Hogs are a little banged up. Now we'll see where that goes. You know, that was on like the twenty fifth, so that's still plenty of time from from yeah. then until the game. But uh, I think they were talking O line. But Jaden Jaden Hazelwood has been has been injured. 
So we'll see about that. I'm curious. Like, I think everyone probably correctly assumes that Arkansas is going to go the let's see if we can, you know, recreate the Cotton Bowl and and run it run it right up the middle and you know and or force them to change up what they do defensively. Um, after that, I, I guess I'm kind of curious, and and maybe they are too, because the whole quarterback situation. Like, how how do you think they plan to attack Cincinnati? Because this offense is so. No matter who's a quarterback, it's going to look considerably different than last year. So, like, do you do you blitz a new quarterback, or do you because you don't know the running back situation? You know, maybe drop a couple more. I don't. know. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how they approach. Yeah, it. I mean they're. Going off last year, they didn't do a very good job pressuring the quarterback last year. They didn't do a really good job in pass defense either. Their, right. their defense was kind of middle of the road in, in basically everything. Um, you know, they were in several shootouts, one with Ole Miss, gave up a bunch to Alabama. I mean, so did everybody else, but they also scored a bunch against Alabama. Um I don't they know. Were a good, good running team last year. I think what led the SEC in rushing, and then yeah. obviously had Seventh a really good receiver country, yeah. who's not there yeah. anymore. But um, so. they run just a ton of RPO stuff. I mean, it's basically KJ makes the decisions. A lot of it was to Burks, like on quick stuff last year. He, I mean, for as big of a dude as he was, he played a lot of snaps in the slot, and now they're kind of going opposite of that with Hazelwood, who's more of like your true slot type guy. So we'll see how the offense changes. Well, they got that, and they got Matt Landers, who's like a six foot five outside receiver. Yeah, I mean, like Matt Started Landers has it. been has been trading on right being a five star for how many years, and he hasn't done you know oh, what. No. So exactly, is that I mean, the Oklahoma guy? No, that's no. the Toledo to Georgia to Georgia to Toledo. Yeah, Jaden Hazel was the Oklahoma guy. He's kind of in the same boat. Like, I mean, he. Right. He got passed by several guys at Oklahoma the time, well, the time he was there. Um, yeah, like 400 yards last year in 12 games. So, I mean, I, th- I think they'll try to do that because, I mean, they have the uh, enormous offensive line. They've got their running backs back. KJ Jefferson is as big as all of our linebackers. I mean, he's as big as every team linebackers pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I don't know. I mean, they're not – Defensively is where I think we can. Like I don't. If the quarterback, you're not, you're not as uh, high on them as some of the podcasts I've been on, Dave. No, I mean I think they're good, but like, I don't know. You went eight. You went nine and four. You played Alabama. Like, are we giving them credit for playing Alabama close and not really talking about giving up fifty something to Ole Miss? And yeah. And like you know, not really beating anybody. Like they got worked by Auburn. Like I mean, it's not one year to the next, but like Auburn was a dumpster fire last year, and they worked them over. Mm-hmm. Uh, this seems like some of the narrative I've heard from UC people is like, oh, I wish this were like the Notre Dame game where it was in week four of the season, and maybe Cincinnati is like going to be really good, and and that would not be a problem. I actually think it, this might benefit Cincinnati better at being week one, because I feel like there's some similarities in that Arkansas doesn't totally know who they're going to be right. this season yet either, and, and I think your your best chance might be figuring yourself out, working out the kinks, um, because I do think Cincinnati's talented is going to have a good year, but Arkansas might really have it together week four and, and, and be a tougher matchup whether they would win or not. Yo! <laughs> that was- 
Put the up man that. who saved that I couldn't I couldn't do this tonight without bringing in the man who saved my vacation and told me, take your ass on vacation, don't work. I got the podcast. None other than Cincinnati assistant Andre Morgan. Fellas, what's up? Look at that giant Big Twelve on the sleeve. That's beautiful. <laughs> oh, is that, is that not street ready yet? <laughs> it's an iron on. It's fine. <laughs> that's my around the shirt. You know, a house shirt at least. That's my yeah. Shirt. That's just the, the the house shirt. Yeah, yeah. got you. I got it you. matches the chest tattoo you got too. I'm <laughs> like that. Didn't hold back. Didn't hold back. Coach. Nobody ever thought we could do it, but we're at 100 episodes for this podcast. Especially Dave, he didn't think we could get past like 30. Well, and uh, I, I thought you could do it. Can I? Can I? Can I say that? Yeah. Am I allowed yeah. to say that? Uh, you weren't even here when we started. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd get to 100 though. <laughs> <laughs> on the on the I, back on the back of Coach Morgan, they were able to do it. That's right, the Morgan bump. Us. Morgan Bump. Uh, the basketball team is back in town. The boys are back in town. Yep. How how is uh, how's the vibe around the program? The roster is set. The season the the, the non conference schedule is released. Practice is a short time away. Bye, Dave. Love you. <laughs> how's the vibe around around the 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 sixth floor of the Linder Center right now? Uh a lot of excitement. We're ready to get started. You know. Um, kind of put some things together, see what we got, see how things kind of mesh, you know, with one another, um, ready to compete, ready to get going. Coach has anything for, for, for Andre. (laughs) What do you, what's, you know, this is a lot of focus on, on football season right now, but how do you guys approach Wes has talked a lot about how he kind of approaches the summer. What changes for you guys once school gets back in session? I know you're not like full practice. Well, that's October 1st or something like that, but kids are back on campus. They're in school. How does that change what you guys do from a team approach situation? Uh, you know, like now, uh, you know, we're in individuals, um, we'll kind of start some, some team stuff here shortly. Um, but getting the guys reacclimated to, you know, class, you know, a workout, a, like a, a, a pretty structured deal. Um, and, uh, you know, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to crank it up, man. We're trying to, we're trying to grow a little bit. We're excited about this group. Coach is really excited. Um, a lot of new pieces, which is exciting. Um, but we also return a lot. So um, we'll see how it all kind of, like I said, fits, fits together, meshes together so that we can kind of, you know, make some noise a little bit this year. Jason, if you don't spy a Big 12 logo on that shirt, see an eye doctor. <laughs> I'm talking about guys. <laughs> we, uh, we saw Rayfelt put out a, a, a Dan Skillings photo. Is that Has that been doctored, or is, is Dan really – is he bulked up like that? You know what? Dan Skillings looks – he looks a lot different, let me say that. Yeah. Um, there, there's, uh, there's quite a few guys who have made big time jumps with their body, with their conditioning level. Um, you know, I was actually complimenting coach Rayfeld today. Um, cause he's like, like guys, he's, he's a superstar. Like, like my man is like, he's a real life rock star in terms of what he does with those guys 
in the weight room, outside of the weight room, to continue to have them on a, you know, a strict routine that, you know, can help them improve their bodies, you know, so that I think everybody would be pleased when they see the guys. They look a lot different. I was going to say, I, was, I think I was more impressed with Vic, actually, because <laughs> Vic shredded. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you, it's funny. I, I said the same thing to him today. I was like, man, I'm really impressed with Vic. And I'm really impressed with, you know, with Dan. And then I'm really impressed with, you know, the list goes on and on, you know, with all the guys who have made big improvements with their bodies. Um, you know, Jeremiah Davenport, another one, like he looks great. His body looks great. Um, Landers Nolly, you know, he's an incoming player for us, but we obviously got a chance to see him up close and personal last year. And he's made, in my opinion, a really big jump in terms of his body, what it looks like, how, you know, how he's moving. I appreciate that, Chad. Yeah. No, it's something in the it's, – it's something else. Um, <laughs> so, it has nothing to do with you. It'll be when after you're gone. But there's something happening behind the scenes here on this podcast that makes me, like, my face hurts. Keep going. I'm sorry. Look, hold going. on. I'm going to let – I got dishes to do. I'm going to let Dr. Dre hold court here. Uh, Brent, Aaron, I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm proud of you guys. Um, I'm happy we could get you a couple questions in with Dre. Oh yeah, I was. I was that was big surprise for me getting getting a little Dre time tonight. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> Is that story coming out this week or next week? Quick Dre Dre quotes real fast. You know, a little... <laughs> no comment. All right. <laughs> All right, Jay. Thank you for stopping in. I'll talk See to you tomorrow. Day, yeah. We'll see Don't you right. in Fayetteville. See you. All right. Thanks, Thanks Jack. See you. Um, my question is, UNC Greensboro wasn't exactly the biggest football school in the world because they, they don't have football. Um, and, and you guys are new to this football thing. Right. The only guy that really has experienced, obviously, Coach Dollar has oh. been at a bunch of football schools. Right. Coach Roberts was at Indiana. That doesn't count. They barely play football there. Um, okay. I hope nobody tells them that. <laughs> how, how does it change recruiting? Uh, you get to schedule official visits around these like massive, highly like driven environments at Nippert Stadium. Right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. We have, and I mean this. We've got the best fans in the country, right? And so anytime we can put our fans, you know, our fans on display, you know, for recruits, like, it, like of course, that's a huge advantage for us. And so, like, I, I'll never forget the first time I, I walked into Nippert and I was like, oh, my God, I was blown away. You know, and, you know, it, it was it's a big time environment. You know, the same can be said, you know, I went to. I stopped by the women's soccer game the other day. That was a big time environment. Volleyball game the other day. That was a big time environment. And so, you know, again, our fan support. It's like I, I like to tell recruits, man. It, it's just different. You got you got to see it for yourself. How much does that impact the the official visit schedule or the visit schedule in general before you get to the season? Because it is another tool in the in the in the bag that schools that either don't have football or don't want to bring recruits to a massive stadium that's got you know 30 percent 40 percent capacity man we're spoiled you know uh, that's you know it, it's a great time to be a to be a bearcat in terms of the fan support in terms of 
you know, the movement that we kind of feel like we've got, you know, from the basketball standpoint, you know, you've got, you know, volleyball had a great weekend this past weekend. Um, you know, you've got a lot going on, which obviously, you know, gives us a big, big boost, you know, from a recruitment standpoint. I see you working in those catchphrases. Great time to be a Bearcat. The movement. The movement. Well done. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> you caught you caught the movement? My, my, yeah, you've been my, working my, on this. You, I, I see you, Coach. I see you. I mean, All right. I, you can't miss the time to recruit a little bit. Come on now. Right. Well done. Well Come done. <laughs> so tell us about recruiting. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I see. I almost got you. I almost <laughs> took you there. You would have just closed out the screen, like Thanks for having us. Congrats on the hundred. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for jumping in, man. Yeah, you were like it was awesome that you. Brent, okay, go ahead. Brent's got one. Coach, coach, thanks for coming back. Of course. You know what? Uh, Last time we talked, I was I was applauding your uh, your acumen on the basketball court. Got to ask, how's the game looking right now? You've been able to get some shots up. Are are we still feeling that that little back and forth with the coaches, as you mentioned? You know what? I'm not going to lie. That's a strong, strong negative, right? <laughs> I, I, I rarely ever get on the court. We do have one GA um, that, you know, I'll be honest with you guys, I destroy him every single time I get a chance. Abdullah Dew? Like I, I don't like to put that out there, but there there is one G. <laughs> I'm not gonna say his name. Like I've I've kind of gone at his head a couple of times, and so like that it's been a while. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, man, I, I I don't get on the court anymore. You know, in the, in that capacity, I try to you know make sure I'm trying to help somebody else get better on the court. So you, you brought a question out of me there, Brent. Yeah. How cool is it to see guys like Kyle and Stowe? Yeah. Take the GA opportunity and turn that like you were there. I'm sure you were a GA at some point or like at the beginning of your career. And, and those guys have taken that and they've run with it. It sucks that they're not going to be here for this coming season. Right. But they're starting their journey and they, the, their roots are here in Cincinnati. That's got to be awesome as a guy that is now a couple steps ahead of that, um, you know, on the, on the process. Yeah, no question. You talk about a guy like Kyle, Jordan McKenzie, um, you know, they were they were great for us this past year and uh, kind of ahead of schedule a little bit. They got opportunities really, really quick, you know, but we kind of cheered them out of the door in terms of, you know, um, taking those good opportunities and, and starting their careers. And so um, Coach Miller. Stowe as well, right? Stowe is still with us. So. Okay. I thought I saw somewhere that he – Maybe uh, I read that wrong. He better still be with us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that, that's who Bray's been giving buckets to. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I didn't say his name. Hey, Bray, we didn't go there and we didn't say his name. It may it may be him. But oh, that's on me. That's an assumption by Brent. I'll put it on me. <laughs> you know, we, we added Abdul Otto. He's he's now a grad assistant with us. And then we actually added another guy by the name of Malik Massey. He was he played for Coach Miller. Uh, you know, myself, Coach Roberts, Coach Lepore, you know, UNC Greensboro. So those are big time additions for us. They, they they add obviously a ton in terms of experience of their own, you know, as players and also, you know, that, that and that'd be on the floor and off the floor. And so they're going to be great additions, you know, for the staff and for the guys.
But we appreciate you, my brother. Thank you for popping in. We, we have not told Brent any of the special guests all night. He just knew <laughs> at some point that there were going to be people popping in. Hey, and, uh, Brent, it, it is great to see you, Aaron. It's great to see you too, man. Yes, sir. Chat, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it, it, it is what – no, it's always good to see I appreciate you guys having me. Coach, you're a natural, man. You're a natural. <laughs> I so, appreciate you guys. I'll tell you guys this back home. I'll tell you, like, everybody watching – the large, the large viewership that we've had tonight, the biggest viewership we've ever had for a live BBP. Every once in a while, it'll be kind of late in the afternoon, early evening, and I'll pop in just like poke my head in the basketball offices. And I know every time when I do that, I'm going to find Coach Morgan, I'm going to find Coach Dollar, and they're, they're, they're getting work done. They're making calls. We're all in there. <laughs> your <laughs> office is that conference room with Coach Dollar. You don't actually go in your office, dude. Chad, he got 45 phone calls while he was on with us for 45 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it was maybe more. It was absurd. And felt Aaron, bad he, for the guy. Aaron, he had the most polite goodbye. He but, did. But, like, like, you guys are great. I, gotta I really go. got to go. I, I like, had to go, like, so polite. 30 minutes ago, guys. Like, it was so polite. <laughs> he even yeah. showed us his phone. He was like, yeah. look. There's <laughs> so many calls. <laughs> I was like, all right, Coach, I believe you. Jeez, I don't think you're lying. Get out of here. Oh, uh, you all are hilarious, man. I'll stop by tomorrow afternoon. I'm going to be on campus. I'll stop by and say hello. Look forward to seeing all you guys, man. Appreciate you having me on. Miss you, Coach. Appreciate you, Coach. Have a We're good excited. night. Thank you. We're excited. No doubt, man. Appreciate yep. you guys. Thanks for coming. Thanks, sir. Right. Thanks, man. Later. Yeah, tell the kids I said hello. They love me. Will do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. That's Andre Morgan. This got, has been fun. Like, we got one more guest, Brent. And I ready? can't wait to bring him in. This is it. This is the last one. Are you ready? Any Dan, guesses to who the, last, who the last guess is? Dan Simon. <laughs> Brent! Aaron! Congratulations! Wow! I heard... I heard, I got a call earlier today. It was, was known that this was the 100th BBP, and I just... I had to come on and tell you how happy I am for you guys. Wow. We... <laughs> You know, 100 straight, we didn't even have to realign once. How about that? Dan Simon. Consider consider yourself lucky. Wow. How are we, Dan? Aaron, Brent, I'm fantastic. The things that we got done this past weekend, you may have heard from a from a confidant of mine, are, are going to reshape and revolutionize the college sports landscape. So you're not at all worried about the Pac-12 picking off the Big 12 with all these these buyout talks and vote offs and dissolvement of the no, Big 12. No, I, I am I am not because uh, apparently the whoever is talking about that is is reads on a third grade level and <laughs> and does it does not know how to uh, you know put words together to make sentences <laughs> and see that there are rules and stipulations in place in the very public very open Big 12 contract that basically says that will never happen. <laughs> Brent is at a loss for words. I've never seen Brent at a loss for words. I, Other than when he said words he probably shouldn't have said. That's kind of why I'm holding back right now, you know. <laughs> Half a bottle of wine and an astronaut food down, and I tell you what. Astronaut, you say. Astronaut, yeah. 
one of those guys. <laughs> wow, so, we will. So, Mr. Dan, uh, Mr. Yes. Dan. Well, I, I want to say uh, thank you for all the kind words in, in the chat. I'm a big fan of all of yours as well. You know, just, just trying to, to help put the Bearcats in the most advantageous situation possible. Yeah. Wow. You're making me feel more confident than I should right now. <laughs> Let's just say he can't stand up. Yeah. I, wow. Yes. We had, we had Brady. We had Justin with a Brady mustache. We had Dave Simone. We have Dan Simon, Coach Morgan, Momo. I mean, woo. This hat looks like a bleached where in the world is Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> <laughs> this, let, let me just say, this is why we didn't want to tell you anything, Brent. Yeah. Because if we told you, you were able to prepare for all of this. And I think it's better that it was just natural. That We wanted natural Brent in this environment for show 100. Yeah, I, well, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I was I just, yeah, that's uh, natural. Brent is is a scary guy. I'll be honest, and uh, I've been holding back natural Brent for an hour and a half now, and uh, it's been flowing. Fine. I, I, I have to have to answer one question right off the bat. Uh, yes, Marcus, Dan. N- no, George K was not in Michigan. This was a summit of intelligent people who. <laughs> Who are trying to elevate the sport and not drag it down to its tradition-rich history of not putting teams in the college football playoff or having people pay attention to their teams because they're any good. So no, wow. George K was not included. Brent needs a cold shower. <laughs> that and then some, Jason. I'll tell you what. Oh man, uh, Jeff. Jeff, who's going to host the show with Dave Simone starting next Sunday. Who, who is I this? stumbled on? I keep hearing about, I mean, I've met him a couple times, but, and talked to him briefly on, uh, what was that? Uh, Wednesday uh, while I was driving up to Michigan for the summit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. T- who is this Dave Simone character? I, what do I need to know about him? Scary you guy. know, he's, he's been a, he's been a member of this uh, program or this network for a long time. Uh, he's done a couple hundred episodes of the Bearcat Journal podcast. Um, if Dan Simon had a mustache, Brent would be changing his pants right now. <laughs> you need to. Never mind. We'll talk about it off air. Um, so, so that's that's who that's that's Dave Simone. Uh, he's got deep family connections. Oh, okay, okay. To the UC football program. I mean, I've heard many things. I don't know what to make of those things, whether they're true, false, fabrications, also, li- straight up lies. Did you also attend the Brian Kelly School of Changing Accents? Yes. Twice. When you went up, <laughs> twice when you went up north with your family. Yes, I mean right? I was in I was in Michigan. <laughs> Well, you know, with the, with the great Michiganders, with your family. Well, Dan, you, I now you've got your masters in ex, accent adjustments, right? Uh, I've yes, I have two masters one one in accent uh, speech pathology, and another one in uh, conference. Well, actually, three masters. Then I mean, obviously, I have one in conference realignment. Oh, and then golf. You can't be an expert without a master's in conference realignment. Okay. And then, uh, and then also sports management, but we will not speak of where, what school was foolish enough to allow me to attend their university and 
you know, get a get a procure a masters from them. I I can only imagine where Dan Simon went to school. Dan Simon does not do dishes, Jason. That is beneath me. <laughs> beneath you. Well, Dan, I guess I do have a, a rough substance question about realignment. Hey, br- bring it, Brent. That's what I'm here for. We're here to celebrate the 100th episode of the BBP. So I'm more than willing to maybe throw a couple, you know, nuggets out there from the summits that, that took place up in northern Michigan. Okay. So now that the season is upon us, do realignment talks cut off or are they still revving up, still rolling during the season? Brett, it is full speed ahead, my friend. There is no slowing this train down. Now you might not you might not hear about it during the season, but believe you me, you know, my you know, my friend Brett. You know, my my other friend Bob, you know, the, the some of the big dogs in the conferences we like to speak of. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're still talking. We're still make we're still making moves. We're still, you know, negotiating. Wheeling and dealing, some might say. We, we are wheeling, yes, as Reed just said, we are open for business. We aren't you know, this is this is full steam ahead. Was was Mike up north with you guys? Mike was up north with us. Oh wow! Okay, Mike. Fair. Mike was. Yeah, he was on the the dinghy. We were on the the 130 foot yacht. Okay. Yep. But you know, but he he did he did come up. He I think his Spirit Air or some other knockoff airline brought him up there. You're kind of carrying carrying his weight, pretty much. I mean, you know, we we want to extend the olive branch to as many people as possible outside of George K because he's just a straight up buffoon. Okay. And you know, we have no time for buffoonery Fair. when you're, when you're talking such important matters of, of conference realignment. Okay. Awesome. Chat, All right. Chad, All here's right, Dan. Dan. Are, are we Dan? We love you. We have to get to the mailbag or is oh, the show? Well, hey, gonna... I, I don't want to, I don't want to hey, hold you hey, guys Dan? up. Dan. Uh, yes. Your friend Dave. One thing he really likes is Jello shots. Oh, so, oh well, hey, that makes two of us. So Dan, I think you should should get your fair share. And uh, Dan, Dan did Dave tell you about the Simone family tailgate? Uh, yes, I, I am. I'm aware, and he invited me. So uh, you know, if if you're out there and you want to join, he told me to come by anytime this year. So I'm I'm hoping to be able to make a compare appearance, uh, you know, at the tailgate for maybe one, maybe all of the, uh, you know, University of Cincinnati football games this year. Where can yeah. they find that tailgate? Just in case they can find that tailgate on top of the, I believe it's called the Campus Green Garage. Is that? For you guys that go to games on a regular basis, yeah, that, that's yeah, that that's right? a that's a, a popular place. It's right across from the new uh, business school. Okay, okay, should be easy to find. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. Not moving you can to the take comments. Take the elevator right up, or you can you can walk seven flights of stairs, four flights of stairs. Yes, <laughs> I, I need to do the walking. I, I need to burn off this. Uh, we had a quite the spread. At oh. the conference realignment, the uh, yacht looked nice. The, oh. the yacht looked outstanding. I mean, Burke brought in his yacht. You know, it was. Uh, 
you know, it only got a few channels, but hey, that that was all right. So, yeah, all that matters. It was a good time. I don't want to keep you guys from your mailbag. I hope you answer some fantastic questions, and I'm I'm sure uh, we'll be talking again hopefully soon. Uh, the one final question, Jason wants to know: Considering all the backstabbing that happens with these alliances, did you wear Kevlar during your outing, Jason? Dan Simon, conference realignment expert, does not need Kevlar because no one would be foolish enough to approach me in such a manner that I would need to wear Kevlar. So, no, so no. they wear Kevlar because they're afraid of me. <laughs> Dan, thank you. We'll we'll hear from you throughout the uh, the season, gentlemen. Have a good night, Dan. Out. Thanks, Dan. That's all of our guests, Brent. Unreal. Wow. Dan, that was great. That was absolutely great. Thank you. Uh, well. When you came into this episode, is this yeah. without knowing who was going to pop up on the screen throughout the episode, could you have imagined a better BBP 100 than this? I, you know, I, I, I honestly didn't even think that there were going to be any guests until. Oh, you thought we were messing with you? No, no, no. Well, no. I, oh, okay. and, until Aaron put the. BBP mailbag up, and then I saw it said with special guests because, I mean, I wasn't wasn't in the loop on any of it. So when when I saw that, that's when I shot Aaron a text, and I was like, "And who are the guests, by the way?" And he was just like, "You will have to wait and see." And I was like, oh, "Come on, man, just tell me who the guests are." It was it was the whole I know something you don't know. No, and then I ghosted no, no, you. No, no. I ghosted you so hard. I didn't care. And then you showed up in the group text, like, "Okay, who? Like, really? Who are the guests?" Yeah, I was like, if, if you want a good good podcast out of me, a little research behind it, then, then throw me a throw me a little bone. Who who we got? But we you didn't need to research the guests. The guests no. were family. Family, I agree. They family. were family. They, they were the family. guests were family. I was thinking maybe a, like like oven would have popped on or something. <laughs> I would have been like, all right, let's talk Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, I got a lot of Arkansas stuff lined up, and I mean, it'll guess it'll go on the article. How about that? Five keys to a victory for the Bearcats, or five storylines to watch. There we go, like that. Yeah. Like, like, like Aaron's, like Aaron's answer to my uh, question about what are what are your feelings about Arkansas this this Saturday, and his response was content, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, so that's how this podcast is going to go. Great answer. What are your feelings on a football game coming up on Saturday? Content. <laughs> we do this because we love you. Like I've, I've been trained well. <laughs> the was, best thing for content tonight was to keep you on your toes, keep you bobbing and weaving. I was lining up to ask Danco Joe 30 questions about Arkansas, and I'm sure he would have knocked it out of the park. He would have crushed it. We can bring him back in. He's still here if he wants to come back in. and it, it, like He can do the mailbag if he wants. We've never had Danco Joe do the mailbag. Well, he's he's in the lobby. Dan Co. Joe, you want to come back for the uh, mailbag? Oh, he just put his screen up, so he's good. Hey, hey. <laughs> what do what do you think of episode one hundred of your podcast, Dan Co. Joe? I think it was awesome. Uh, enjoyed every minute of it, but the way it uh, just ended with the realignment expert, I mean, it just doesn't get any better than that. My face hurts from this show. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Same. It's all- it's only just beginning, Joe. 
we're we're about to get the mailbag popping too. Let's let's wrap up. Let's let's get a mailbag going, Aaron right, Smith. Here, here we go. Uh, first question comes from Bearcat Brian. Uh, can Brent's best bets be back for this milestone? Yeah, I I think they can. Um, you know what? Because I I tell you what, Mo is talking about. Don't bet on on uh, NFL preseason. Man, I I wiped the floor of NFL preseason over the weekend. So. I tell you what, it's, it's it's not too hard if you look for a couple things here or there. Let's let's take a look though. Upcoming games this weekend. I think right off the bat we got to roll with uh, with Cincinnati um, in the game. And and you know what, that that line that it started at seven and a half is such a it's such a sucker line to take the Bearcats because that touchdown it, it leaves the door open for so many things. That that seven point hitting. You know, you can get a backdoor cover. Like Arkansas could be winning the entire game, and then Cincinnati backdoor covers it. Like seven and a half is something fun to watch. But Cincinnati, I'm still, I'm still going. Since he take the points and uh, sprinkle a little bit on the money line. That's what I'm sitting at. Brent, yo, hypothetical, hypothetical, hypothetical. Ready. We're looking to expand and and to have a podcast every day. Mm-hmm. I think we're looking to move the BCJ podcast to Wednesday. Right. What what's your availability for a quick 30 45 minute show on Thursday? I have no obligation week in and week out on Thursdays. The the only hard one would be like when I'm traveling somewhere like like yeah, you know, every other week. Like, yeah, every other like week. a wedding. Like a wedding. <laughs> Luckily, so so get this. There were <laughs> There is a there, the there's perfect a, time to bring back Danco Joe. Nailed there's a it. wedding. There's a wedding on the schedule the, this season. Which one? Which no game? one's surprised. Get this. It's Saturday. No, it's the Saturday after the Friday night ECU game. How about that? Wow. That's got, great timing. Got lucky. Great timing. Let's so, workshop uh, a Thursday quick hitter show. I've got some ideas. We'll talk about it. Sounds good. Um, okay. Let's see here. Notre Dame, Ohio State. I want to take your guys' thoughts on this because this was another big mover. Uh, it wasn't mentioned by by Mo, but it started at 14 and a half. It's all the way up to 17 and a half right now. I saw in 20 favor of Ohio today. State. Whew. I saw 20 today. I'm taking I'm still taking Ohio State in that. I'm sorry, Marcus. I, yeah. I just don't think Ohio State's ready to really deal with. I think this can be. Pete Thamel mentioned it today when I interviewed him. This can be LSU 2019, this Ohio State offense. Yeah. Like, it can be one of the greatest offenses in the history of college football. Right. I am also thinking Ohio State in large fashion. Does it end up over 20? I, I don't know. But I think Ohio State wins this game big. I've never yeah. been a bigger Notre Dame fan than this week. Oh, I agree. I, I, I a thousand percent agree. Just wanted to put that out into the universe. But I think this Ohio State team is significantly better. Marcus is changing everything. But I think we also forget, and I mentioned this on radio today, I think we also forget Marcus has only been at Notre Dame for like 18, 19 months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he hasn't had a chance to really change recruiting there yet. All right. Um, yeah, Joe, I got to ask a question. Are you so you're you're in it, you're in Indiana, a legal gambling state? Do you do you dabble with with some lines here or there at times? 
Oh, for sure, for sure. And I, you know, I was watching that uh, that Ohio State game. What did that line? That line went up significantly, didn't it? Yeah, seventeen and a half is what it's at right now. And what it did it open at, at? It was at fourteen and a half, I think, is what it opened up as. Yeah. So it looks like a lot of uh, a lot of big money moving in on the uh, on the Buckeyes. And when's the last time you saw a Marcus Freeman defense get beat by twenty? Who knows? I, it's been. A I long don't time. know that he has. Great question. Studs. I don't know that he's had time to build the the studs in the defensive backfield yet. That's my question, Joe. Like that's my. I think like if you talk about next year or the year after, after they rack up a couple number one recruiting classes or top five recruiting classes, that they will. But if you look back at why were we so confident UC would beat Notre Dame, it was because outside of. Kyle Hamilton, they didn't have anything in that defensive backfield that can, could contain UC. I don't know that they've solved that problem against what is potentially the most dynamic offense in the country going into yeah. week one. You know, it's it's interesting you bring that up, Joe, because I you have to think back to, what, Dez's sophomore year at Ohio State is probably the last time that a, a yeah. Marcus Freeman. One of his defenses defense. got smoked. Yeah. yeah. It's funny it was Ohio State. Yeah. In the right? shoe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess if we're going to do Brent's best best, we'll do the last ranked versus ranked game of the weekend. Oregon versus Georgia. The Bulldogs. In Atlanta. Yep. In Atlanta. Bulldogs 17 and a half point favorites over number 11, Oregon. Um, I, th- I think you got to roll with the defending national champions. I, I, it's, Do they it's score weird, enough? But... Is that offense ready to score enough to win a game right. by three three scores? I, Their defense is going to be amazing. Period. We right. know that. I think I I think they are. Um, I I just I wasn't sold on Oregon last year. I I mean it's just and obviously it's a different looking team this year, but I don't know. I I just think it's the whole. Returning reigning national champions just still bring back a decent amount on that, you know, and the quarterback factor as well. I'd I'd ride with with all the favorites except for the Cincinnati game and let let the dice roll and see how they fall. All right. Uh, which of our high school commits could you see making a big move up in the rankings based on their senior seasons? Are there any three stars that we think will end up as four stars when all is said and done? Chad, is it more of a, I don't think we've seen much, much movement out of One second. players just from their senior season. I, I mean, but if you're looking at, some performances. It looks like Malik Elzey's been dominating. Um, I mean, it's just – I don't know if you see too much movement. But that's I, – I don't know too much about that side of things as well. Let's see here. Who's, who's on the fringe? Trevor Carter moved back up to a – Four star He's composite. having a, an amazing start to his season, so that's right. possible. I, I don't know how Aiden Green's not a four star. Right. Have you watched True. any highlights of that kid? Yeah, Beast. I watched him. How is Kamari Anderson not a four star? Those two kids should be four stars, no questions asked. Did Did you guys see that hit that Rohan Davy had? Yes. 
Yes. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. if if that's the lowest rated player in in the class, I I mean, come on. I also think Braden Moore is a four star. Yeah. And Camp Calhoun had 106 yard uh, interception. I think it was. Whatever. I think officially it was 105. Okay. All these dudes are doing stuff though. Is is the point? Like, none of them are sitting idly. As they have their acceptance, well, right of their, and commit. I have my sleeper in this class, ready for it, Jason Hewlett. He he had a couple good plays too. I've been seeing. He was hurt last year. He didn't get to play. I think he slid down in the rankings because of it, which I understand. But that dude, with his size and his athleticism, you're talking about six three, two hundred pounds. If he's if there's 840 play 839 players better than him in the country, right. kiss my grits. <laughs> Would you think maybe uh Brady Dragish makes a bit of a rise as well? Potentially. With yeah. a with a good season and if then, he course, shows like his ability as a passer, right? We know he's a dual threat, he's athletic, he's made a name for himself. But if he shows he can really deliver the ball as a passer then he gets on the list too. Tinfoil hats on. And uh, Cincinnati goes 12 and 0, four or five of these guys become four stars. It's crazy how that works, but it's also crazy how it works. Like you guys had already mentioned this. Who's also recruiting these guys. I know these are Bearcat recruits, but when the, it seems like when these other teams jump in, it's amazing how their stock rises. Weird. Funny how that works in the jumps. But I agree with, uh, with what Rick Culver saying here, that LZ is going to be a pro. I mean, Look at his stats and his highlights so far just through the early part of the season. He's just dominating. All right, more difficult game. Indiana at home, Tulsa on the road, or East at home. I view these three games as sneaky, challenging games that could define the season. And if you're talking about potentially having a, a trap game, if if they do beat or- Ar- Arkansas, um, I think one of these three could definitely be it. I think it's an easy answer, honestly. I don't think it's um, Indiana. I, I think it's Tulsa on the road. I uh, agree. Any, they any... are dying, dying to get that one win over Cincinnati before Cincinnati jumps. Yeah, they are. I mean, ECU. They're not going to. E, ECU at Nippert might as well be an FCS no school. Chance. No chance. I mean, they they get waxed every time they come to Nippert. Um, and and it's a Friday night Nippert night game too, where you know that's that's an added factor as well. Uh, and the Indiana at home, man. That's I, a big game for Indiana, Brent. It's huge for them. And it also there was some blue check mark uh guy on Twitter today said that one of his big upsets of the of the year Indiana at Cincinnati, which is just ridiculous. But um aside well, from that, it's it's just weren't it's like, Holton Aylers and uh Tom Brady in the same recruiting class? I think I think Aylers was one year older. Uh yeah, one year before. Yeah, ninety four, yeah. I think. It's yeah, so ninety four class. It's been there. So <laughs> but we say that, and everybody said that about Des. Right. One year ago, it was like, "Is that guy still at Cincinnati?" You got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I just think the Indiana game is like it's going to be the craziest atmosphere. If, atmosphere if, the, if things were reversed, and that game was at Indiana, I might buy that. That like it's a it's a crazy trap game. <laughs> Who's Tulsa? I'm only Phil. You're Tulsa. 
It's fair. Jason, it's fair. That is the only thing that Chad's excited about of going to the Big 12 is no more being done with Tulsa. Tulane and Tulsa. <laughs> I don't – be gone. Right. Yes, Indiana wants redemption, Reed. Uh, no, there's no shot they're going to get. At Nippert? Come on, man. No. I mean, they just they just aren't very good. I mean – Micah McFadden's not there anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to say – The number it. one player yeah. in the history well, of college football is no longer there. How I'm lucky to bring that up. How lucky did he get that Darian Beavers got injured? <laughs> right? I feel like uh, Bumper Pool has a lot of Micah McFadden in him. I I was going to mention that earlier. John Rothstein voice. There's a lot of Bumper Pool in Micah McFadden. Yeah. There's a lot of Micah McFadden in Bumper Pool. (laughs) How does Mike Tressel slow down Arkansas's rushing attack and offense as a whole? Uh, Very carefully. That's a very good offense. Very strategically. How about that? That's from Bearcat Nation 11. I mean, like I think I'm going to tell you, why would I, why uh, Bearcat Nation 11, why would I do that? Why would you ask, hey, Chad, can you give us everything you know about the game plan to stop Arkansas? No. Why would I do that? It doesn't make any damn sense. I do think it starts with containing KJ Jefferson. That, that's, sure. That's, that's, he's the, one of the best quarterbacks in the thing. country. That's the very vanilla answer that Luke Fickle would want me to give. Contain would, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, have a chance to win. Who would you say was the last legit dual threat guy that Cincinnati played? I mean. One of the Notre Dame Dylan quarterbacks? Gabriel? <laughs> Dylan Gabriel? Yeah, I guess. But, I, I mean, he's, he's not K.J. Jefferson at all. No, but, I mean, they run. Like, it's a similar system. I think that's like Dave and I, I'm sure we'll get into this more on Thursday. Yeah. It's a Bryles system. And I think right. people look at the Bryles system and think pass, 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 pass. No. But they pass off of RPO, yeah. Hounding the run, RPO, right. RPO, RPO, run, run, run. And then they try to hit you deep. Deep. Ball, and yeah. when they do the RPO, they run their wide receivers on go routes. And they try to wear down your corners. And then when it's time, the philosophy is they can hit you over the top because they run at you with the RPO, regular, 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 regular. Mm-hmm. And then they try to hit a deep ball. And if that works, then the offense works. And if it doesn't, it looks like the UC off- UCF offense over the past three years that they've played Cincinnati. Or they try and hit a comeback and a true freshman intercepts it and takes it to the house. How about that? Yeah. They have a very Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Lamar Jackson. Did they play? They didn't play Lamar. I don't. They think. didn't play they did. Lamar. Teddy they played. And, and that Teddy game at Nippert was insane. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, it's not Caillou. Goodness. Uh, what is the ceiling for UC's football program? Is Clemson being a non-blue blood program breaking into the new blood a realistic goal slash roadmap? For UC, uh, for the sake of the argument, let's make the assumption that the Big 12 remains the same or expands and the CFP remains the same or expands, meaning that UC's access to the championship postseason structure remains the same or improves. So Clemson won two national championships in this window. So if the, the ceiling is Clemson, hot damn, we're going to have a lot of fun over the next five years. Right? That's a, that's a, that's a really... That's like vaulted ceilings. 
right? Like you yeah. look at that house and you're like, that's a three-story house. Some people are like, no, that's a one-story house. <laughs> the ceilings are just 30 feet. Right. I got an uncle that's got like a living room that's got ceilings that go up like two and a half stories. And they have to get like ladders <laughs> to go up and clean the cobwebs. And that's a really high ceiling. Um, but yeah, Clemson's the answer, right? Like, yeah, it is. I mean, what they they finished number one overall in 1981, and then they won one national championship before what Dabo has done. Yeah, that was in '81 with Danny Ford, and then Dabo. I mean, just took them to way higher heights. Yeah. So okay, that's the, that's the answer. Yeah. How good has Arkansas's recruiting been based on 24-7 results? Are we facing talent almost at par with Alabama slash Georgia, or is it well below that level, particularly concerned up front? I'll pull those numbers up while you guys talk. Well, it's SEC recruiting. Mm -hmm. Where does the SEC always excel? Why is the SEC the best conference in terms of talent? It's because what they recruit at the point of attack is better than everywhere else. And that's because you have – in the South, you have bigger kids. Right. Who is it? Who's got – is that – I think that's Tinko Joe with the, Joe, with the clock in the background. You got a clock in the background? At 10 o'clock? It's 10 o'clock. Uh, you got the 10 o'clock. What up, it's time to – Two hours, guys. Two hours. Time to kick <laughs> things into high gear. Uh, but, but you can see Arkansas in this year's class has eight four-stars, 15 three-stars, ranked number 16. And I'll pull up last year and the year before. They're about in that range, you know, 25 to 15. Um, but that's bottom of the SEC, as crazy as that sounds. Like, if you finish 20th in the standings, you're, like, 15th in the SEC. Like, that's just how it goes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this, this, is, this is a perfect summary of Arkansas recruiting. They have big boys on both sides of the ball. This was uh, last year, and this was 28, 7 four-stars, 12 three-stars. What, what would Cincinnati do at this point in a class with seven four-stars? There'd be a lot of, a lot of loss of uh, blood flow to the brain if Cincinnati was racking up classes with seven four-stars every year. I think we're going to get there. Not there yet. Let's see what you did there. 2018 bumper pool was there. Number one recruit, four-star, 339 in the country. That is when they finished with the 45th composite ranking in the country. Two years ago, it was seven four-stars, 12 three-stars, number 28 overall. I'm, I'm, I'm done, but you get the idea. Yeah. Um, can we get a regular conference realignment update from Dan Simon? Still waiting on his Twitter account. <laughs> That's the football mail. Yeah, Simon. I think I can... Try and get this photo signed. You print that photo out. I'll get it. I wow. Mean, that is. That is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Wow. That is Coach amazing. Joe. Good, good capture right there, man. That's good. Uh, moving on to the short basketball mailbag. How many non-conference uh, wins? Well, real quick, real quick. Uh, someone sent me another listing on the Arkansas board. If you guys need a little bit more fire. Said that they're going to make the UC fans cry on Saturday, which is I, I, just the 
the utter confidence, a lot like what Justin was saying with you, with Chad, you and him going on the Arkansas podcast and radio shows. It's it's it is eerily similar to Notre Dame last year. That's that's all I'm going to say about it. Okay. Yeah, I just don't know that this Cincinnati team is as good. Oh no, week one. Oh no, I'm just saying as that Cincinnati team was right. I'm just saying just four, like right? their their fans' view of SEC versus AAC, like Aaron was saying. So <sighs> let's roll. You're welcome. Uh, how many non-conference wins will UC get this season? How many does UC need to be in a good spot for an NCAA bid going? In conference season, get a huge win in Maui. I don't know which one, but get a huge win in Maui. If you get two in Maui, Whew. you're in great shape. And then you got to beat X at home. You have especially, to, especially if that second win comes against Ohio State. Well, I mean, winning game one against Arizona is going to be a bitch because even with what they lost, they're going to be really good. But if you win game two and three, and you go two and one in Maui, even if you don't win Maui, but you still get two wins on the island and one of the best Maui fields in in a while, Mm -hmm. you feel really good. You come home, you beat X. You you have at minimum two losses in the non-conference. You know, you, you you go into the American Athletic Conference feeling really good. If you've got three or four losses going into the AAC, you better be really fucking good. It's going to be an uphill climb. Yeah. You know, I, and I also think the whole thing of, you know, kind of a weaker schedule before Maui is that it's a double edged sword as well to the fact that, I mean, you're not going to put a lot of tape out there for Arizona in that opening game in the Maui Invitational. Sure, you're not, you're not going to get too much of a buildup at Northern Kentucky, will probably be you know, somewhat of a good tune-up right before you go out there. But, I mean, you're not going to expose anything too much, and then you go out there and you play Arizona and you are you give it it all, throw everything at them. So, double Hey, Jack, welcome to timeout. Oh, you can't just put guys from other teams in timeout. If they're going to talk shit, they're going to timeout. Let them have I didn't their lock him. Let them have their lock him. I just put him in timeout for a couple let minutes. Let them have their fun. He's not looking to contribute to the conversation. He's just looking to talk shit. He can go in timeout for a couple minutes. It's funny because Jeff was just texting me. How has Chad not exploded on this dude yet? <laughs> I looked I down. I got time for that. I looked down and you've you've put him in time. All right. Um, it's like he's like a three-year-old. You're in timeout. He's like your infant in a no, year. He's like Arkansas. It's fine. We're putting you in timeout. Uh, congrats and thanks on 100 episodes, fellas. Uh, the lifetime of the BBP has seen a lot of upheaval on the basketball side of things. What's your favorite basketball moment or story from the lifetime of the BBP thus far? Getting to the AAC championship game, John Brandon's final year. Oh, I got you one better. The end beating of the, Illinois. The end of the previous regime and the hiring of West Miller. Miller. Yeah. Beating Illinois has to be the answer, right? Because there was a lot of like, I don't know where this is gonna go. Oh, with Kofi Cockburn? Coburn. Cockburn is the way that that's spelled. Easy. Easy. You're, Easy. you're gonna make me say something I can't. <laughs> I'm just I'm just going off of reading. Uh, well, if you guys remember, the Illinois game happened, and then we did the BBP right away. Uh, yeah. And so it was the same night. That was a good night. Uh, 
I would I say was the grail. We did a watch party. It was shocking after they got their ass kicked in the first like eight minutes of that game. Right. Right. And then they destroyed Illinois for 30 minutes. I would say a, a funny thing for me was um, when the previous regime was, was kind of, you, you know, when that, that final game happened, the drubbing against Houston and, in the AAC championship game, I was, I was on another podcast and I was kind of trying to be the optimist about like, I mean, look at, look at some bright sides of things, guys, everything's <laughs> going to be all right. And then literally like two days later, all hell broke loose. And I was like, Oh gosh, let's go ahead and burn that other tape. Make sure you didn't hear it. But uh, yeah, I would say I would agree with Aaron, the hiring of Wes Miller. That was exciting. Just talking about everything he brings. Uh, and then everything. And it brought, doing. It brought Coach Morgan into. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, and then the, the number two right there would be Coach Morgan, obviously, and also the former players that we had on. That that was really fun as well. Yeah. You're on mute or something. You're, I can't. Hear you're you. on mute. And that's the end of the the basketball mailbag. We are on to the Banks mailbag. Real, Real transition. Yep. Uh, Chad, when you started out in your broadcasting career, was there? someone you emulated or wanted to be like on the radio also do you have any favorites to work with that people may not immediately think of i.e dave lapham who just seems like a cool dude p.s aaron sorry i missed you friday hopefully i won't miss next time or i mean i will get to see you um i mean i'm a typical kid that loved radio growing up it was marty right like that's where a lot of the you know, uh, condescending, condescending nature of my <laughs> Marty was never afraid to like hold people accountable. I think I'm like that was something that I appreciated. Was like, yeah, like I'm doing this every day, but if I see something that I feel needs to like be questioned, like. I'm going to question it. I'm a, we're going to talk about it. We're going to have that conversation. Maybe it's right. Maybe it's wrong. Maybe it's just, we talked about this the other night with like, uh, with Mike Denbrock, how I think fans were wrong in their attacking of Mike Denbrock because he was just the short end of the, the stick mm -hmm. because they weren't going after Luke Pickle. They weren't going after Marcus Freeman. Denbrock was the one guy that was left on the coaching staff that, everybody decided to pile on. So let's have those conversations. Is that the right move? Well, they put two, two of the three best offenses in Cincinnati history on paper two of the last three years. And that's why Cincinnati was great. Because the defense was great and the offense was right there with them. So let's have those conversations. So Marty would always be like, someone that inspired me to like push. And even if there was a mob mentality or like a, like a, you know, a consensus or everybody wanted to jump on one thing, don't be afraid to talk about that one thing and tell people, I think you got it wrong. Or I, I think at least you're not being fair. Um, Someone that has, has been, the best to me in the city, I'd have to say George Vogel. When I was young and just getting started and starting to work my way up, there was nobody that had my back like George Vogel and Richard Skinner. Both of them, I think, would be in this, this conversation. 
because both of them have done yeoman's work in helping people get into this business, not being an asshole. Like the same reason that, that when Aaron like hit me up on Twitter and wanted to talk when Brent, like Brent, you know, you hit me up four five, six times. Can I get in? I want to do this. How do I get in? Only took me once. <laughs> Brent came in at a point where we, we were full on staff. You came in at a point where we needed some help. I was just being silly. I know, I, but I, I'm just saying. Bad attempt on wanted, our hundredth episode. <laughs> I'm saying I've always wanted to help guys like Aaron, guys like Brent, guys like Dave. Doesn't want to do this for a living. He wants to do this as like a hobby. But how much fun have we had with Dave and his ability to be like? I don't care. Fuck it. Let's have almost like two people sometimes. Yeah, it's crazy. Dave's even like it's I like will Dave's say, got split personalities. Dave is like burst out of his shell over the past like year and it's awesome to see we're having fun with it like that's yeah. that's always been my thing i want to help people get into this business george vogel did that richard skinner did that for me and i wouldn't be where i'm at if those two guys didn't have some belief in me um so young it was marty older it was there's a reason george and skinny are still Dominant members of the media in this town after 20, like, you know, I joke with George, like, I watched you on Channel 5 when I was a kid. And he's like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Reagan telling me when I interviewed her, yeah, I I wasn't even born when you started in this business. Yeah, okay, thanks. Uh, You're fired. (laughs) Nobody's smoother than Marty. Have you guys ever heard Marty do basketball? Yeah, like he did. He was the best basketball announcer in the country when he did basketball. Yeah. Didn't he do Westwood one for years, like the tournament? Yeah. Right. He did national championship games. Like he was amazing. Yeah. My favorite favorite Martyism, how we look (laughs) it. Not good. That was always the follow. He didn't ask how we were looking when it was good. No, no. It was definitely something implied there. Aaron, did you have one at all? I know we weren't asked, but anyone you looked up to kind of? Um, he mean, looked up to Justin. He used to show up talking to Justin behind me. That's yeah. probably fair. I think I still look up to Justin. He's a hell of a writer. Like <laughs> He's the best writer I've, I've ever Silly. Like, no. I should be so good to write anything remotely close to Justin as you a writer. You couldn't. Um, I, I actually look up to Chad in the way that he can hold a conversation with himself for three hours at a time on radio. I couldn't do that. Like, I mean, so I, there's certain things that I, certain things that I, I definitely look up to from a couple different people that I look up to as, as mentors. So how um, crazy is it to have all of those things on this show tonight? Well, I, it was funny because even before the episode tonight, Rachel's like, do you ever get nervous? Like before you do a podcast anymore? And I'm like, not really. I don't know what happened to that, but not not really anymore. Like it's just it's time to go to work. Yeah, Brent, you? Uh, well, for me, I I thought I was gonna be a play by play guy for a while. Uh, but that that hard. that is hey, hey, damn competitive. Play by play guy's hard. It's like going to it is. It's hard, right? So uh, you know, a little I fanboy every time that I'm at a practice or a game. But Dan Horde was was my dude. I. Used to listen to him on on the radio all the time. 
What? Dan Dan still is a little bit of like anytime I'm around Dan, I'm still a little starstruck with Dan. More so than probably... Dan's Dan's different, man. Yeah. That's oh, Dan's the, the man. Oh, he's that's the, the goat for me. That like that's as good as it is in the broadcast industry. I I I consider Dan a friend. I'm still uncomfortable when I have to interview. Mm-hmm. Like and when I say, Hey Dan, can you come on and, and yeah. join me? I'm still uncomfortable asking Dan questions because I feel right. like Dan more than anybody can be like, that's a stupid fucking question. Yep. Dan and <laughs> Dan when he when he was with Chuck and everyone. But you know yeah. what the, the funny thing is, so my parents live in Florida, blah blah blah. Before I was working with BCJ, I would go to the games at UCF and at USF. Yeah. And I would always hang out afterwards, be about like, you know, 15 pops deep and just like shout, just Dan Hoard, I love you, brother. And I, I, I truly wonder if he knows that that was my intoxicated ass. I did the same thing with Justin and Chad to their face. It's fine. <laughs> right, exactly. As Aaron was leaving games just drunker than shit, I would remember him. Dude, I was, I was right there Justin. with you that one time, and I was like – I know. Who is that were, guy? That's the guy you're going to work with for 100 like, episodes. Like, your 100 like, episode that? podcast partner. Dan Ward's Notre Dame call was absolutely did you see that it doesn't get and then followed up by every time i hear it joe yep chills every time i hear it did you see that chills and then he dropped the opportunity seized as a little dig to brian kelly for giving us the opportunity the opportunity to play them all right Oh, oh no no no! Why? 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 I was gonna Get put out. it up. No, I was gonna put it up. He asked Get if anybody out. had a good break man. You know what? Funny thing, we have a good break man here on the show with us, Jack Freeman. You missed a golden opportunity. Get out. Uh, that makes us look soft. You can't kick Damn, people. Get out. Can't kick people just because they're fans and let them talk God, smack. What? What? What are you doing with your Monday night? Who showing cares? up on this podcast to talk shit. He heard that it was the 100th episode. That's why he's here. Who cares? We're just, having fun. Just wanted to let him know we have a good break, man. He's right here. He offered an awesome deal. $100 off a $200 or more break job. <laughs> just whatever, whatever it is that you need. That's what I was trying to do, and you blocked him. Get out, Jack Freeman. We were. That was a perfect way to end the show. It would have been a chef's kiss. Mwah. Okay, well, do it right now. Do it. Well, Go ahead. Just. Well, well, to bring everything full circle, because we do have – Arkansas coming up this weekend and we have talked a lot throughout the offseason about you know Quincy Burroughs being a player that that has been exciting to watch they just offered you his brother they just offered his freshman brother also six foot Naeem the Dream Burroughs I love that Naeem the Dream Burroughs and and his mom tweeted beneath it replied and said congratulations future Bearcat love it (laughs) The guy has 26. We're talking about 2026 record, recruits. The, the guy's a true freshman, 178 yards and two touchdowns. I quit. I quit. 2026, I'm out. It's got to be a fun nugget to bring a full circle. Arkansas That's what, coming up this weekend. Four years from now, 50 episodes a year. That's two. That's episode 300. We're going to be talking about Quincy Quincy's, Burrow's Quincy's little, brother little brother coming to, arriving on game. Quincy is the leading receiver on the team. And his <laughs> brother is who's up next. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, I really do. Uh, but yeah, Joe. Man. Thank Go. you, brother. 
Hey, thank you guys. This was awesome. And uh, just to re reiterate, we do do breaks before we take a little break here. <laughs> we do breaks. We can get you in. We can get you done. We'll get you going. Joe's full circle, man. That is full circle. I tried so hard. I had it all set up. It, 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 was, it was perfect. He even brought it. It was like he was sent from heaven, the heavens, to, to you guys know a good break, man. As a matter of fact, he's right there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And speaking of breaks, one more time, I hope the uh, Bearcats beat the breaks off the Arkansas Razorbacks. How about that? How can they find your tailgate? You and you and Tonk are uh, er, Joe or uh, Brent. Give me a give me a, a Tonk. Tonk. All right. How can they find the tailgate with you and Tonk in Arkansas? So very easy. You can check it out online. It's uh, Arkansas Road Hogs. And uh, if you Google that, it'll give you their website. They're right on campus. There's a free shuttle to the game. So you can park around there. Come join us. We're going to do a little, do a little SEC tailgating and uh, have a great time. I love there it. Is. Joe, well, do you thank you do... for being here for, what are we at? Like 60 episodes you've been, you've been the guy here? Yeah, yeah, for the better part of those 100 and I uh, hope to keep on doing them. I hope to, to be around when we're doing uh, uh, the Bur Little Burroughs kid. So. <laughs> <laughs> Iron sharpens iron. That's right, baby. Thank you for being here. Thank, Thank you. you to everybody that joined. Mo Egger, Justin Williams, Andre Morgan. What was that? Dave Simone. Dave Simone. Dan Simon. That's the one. There's one was, big one. One giant was, one. My best buddy. Brady Collins. The guy that should be right here. Right. In your armpit? Like, <laughs> more of like my arm around him. <laughs> you got to get better art in your bedroom than. <laughs> Brent, yeah. get us out of here. Well, hey, like, like Chad said, <clears throat> special thanks to everyone who came on. 100 episodes in, 100 easy episodes as well. It, it truly doesn't feel like it's been that long. So, uh, Special thanks not only to all the guests that came on, but to Chad and Aaron every week. You know, you guys put up with my stupidness and, uh, you know, you make sure that that we flow smoothly throughout. Um, but, yeah. And, and finally, one big last special thank you to Danko Joe. Uh, we'll have to link up somehow, Joe, and because uh, Aaron and I will be down there and, and we'll, be, we'll be having ourselves a time. But it's game week, guys. Literally. Literally. Finally. Literally. Saturday. 3.30 p.m. on ESPN or down in Fayetteville. It's the Bearcats. Oh. Yeah. And if you can't make it, holy grail, every road game, same as always, we will be there. I'll be there. Watch party. Watch the Bearcats and the Razorbacks. 3.30 downtown, holy grail banks, for those of you that aren't going to be able to make it to Fayetteville. Just don't talk to or touch Chad. There you can go. touch me. Just don't slap the shit out of me when I'm not – Paying attention. Sensitive backs. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm right there with you. But hey, guys, yet again, for one last time, big thank you to Joe, Aaron, and Chad. Yet again, guys, I'm Brent Young. This was a fantastic Bearcat Bounce podcast presented by BearcatJournal.com. See ya! See ya! <laughs>